Welcome back, everyone. It is episode 113 of Thirst and Goal. I'm Franny. Across the table for me is Ben, and we are a show about NFL football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. Subscribe, and you'll get everything you need to know about the NFL and become a whiskey and beer expert like us. Subscribe at our website, thirstandgoal.buzzsprout.com. All right, Franny. Another exciting week. What's that? <laughs> I'm getting used to that intro. I, I'm getting a little more comfortable with that. You know, you'll be on. Uh, you'll be around on around the NFL before you know it. Yeah, just doing the intros. Yeah, if they pay me, I'll do it. Well, you can, well the intros are better than most of the content over there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Friday, how was your week this week? It was. Uh, it was. It was a good. It was a tiring week. You know, I'm, I'm still kind of tired. I was out last night a little yeah, exactly. bit. Exactly. Was it tiring last night? It was tiring uh, last night. Um, you know, me and our mutual friend, my cousin, your friend. Uh, you know, I visited him and you know his wife and his kids. I don't see him that often, but we did polish off a bottle of the Glenlivet 18, Very which good is <laughs> excellent uh, whiskey or uh, scotch. Sorry, uh, and so I mean, it's, it's decently priced too. You know, it's around a hundred dollars, yep. you know, ninety to hundred dollars, and and for an 18-year-old uh, scotch. It definitely did the job, and uh, yeah, we polished the entire bottle off. What about you, Ben? How's your week? It was a long week this week. It was a long week. And on top of that, we had some crazy winds out here in Southern California. We're having some tonight as well. So if you hear yeah. a little flapping and flipping of- From the you know, canopy right above us? Canopies or the, or the trees or whatever, we record this podcast outdoors where football should be played and podcasts should be recorded. That's right. It's not because we can't record it inside. <laughs> we certainly could. But we believe that we should suffer the same ele elements as the NFL teams. Yeah. Friday, what are you drinking well, how over was, How was your week, Ben? I didn't ask you. Long. It, it was, was long. It was long. Yeah. So it was long. The usual response. The usual you. response, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, until I get to go on vacation somewhere, I will say it was a long week, probably. You know, it's just one week of work after one week of work after one week of yep. work. It just, I feel like I'm on one a, day a literal hamster wheel. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm just... Trying to get that that drip bottle from the corner of my cage to give me some sustenance. Uh, Friday, what are you drinking over there? Uh, well, Ben, I finished off the bottle of the Buffalo Trace. I was drinking that for a couple of weeks. The Buffalo Trace with a little bit of Coke and a little bit of club soda. And so I am now drinking one of our original bourbons. Yeah, we haven't, that we had. haven't seen that one in a long I, time. I had to dust it off. I mean, there was actually dust literally settled on the top of this bottle. It's aged and even so more. It, exactly. So I, I dusted it off. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's the Elijah Craig. Which is an excellent bourbon for the price. It's about you know between twenty and twenty five dollars depending on where you purchase it. But it's an excellent bourbon on its own. I'm I'm mixing it with a little bit of the Coke, actually Diet Coke, and some club soda. Yeah, and I am continuing to drink the Uncle Val's Botanical Gin. Uh, probably be the last podcast for this bottle. Looks like I'm getting near the bottom of that one. Uh, but it's a great, great botanical gin, especially in the cold weather. Uh, a lot of juniper, a lot of heavy spices in there. Uh, it's really, really well constructed. Uh, a little bit of tonic, a little bit of rosemary, and a little bit of lime in there. Friday, what are we going to talk about tonight? The NFL oh, never man. is boring, and it this is week not. is no exception. And, yeah, especially this offseason yeah. is starting off hot. Quarterback after quarterback <laughs> after quarterback. But we have our NFL news. We also have a shout-out to our new and loyal listeners out there. We have Ben's feel-good story once again on the docket. We also have our shot of... 
of the week, which is a spicy yeah, shot. Finally, band. finally. We've been doing way too many sweet shots lately. I figure let's go back to the spice. Well, what was your birthday last week? We had a birthday oh, yeah, cake. We, we, we had a birthday inspired shot, yeah. nice sweet shot. I mean, but then the weeks before that, preceding that, were also sort of sweet. That was my punishment for the 11-0 start. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. But we love the spicy shots. We have one tonight, and we also have our distillery history. We're going to be talking about Balmore or Balmore. However, you pronounce that. It's one or the other. Yeah, one or the other. But, uh, you know, we, we've definitely um, tried a couple of scotches uh, from that distillery. And uh, we also have our beverage of the night, which is the Bullet Bourbon Blenders Select. Ooh, so can't wait. We haven't had a bourbon in I a know, while. It's been, it's been a little while, so I can't, I can't wait to try that for sure. And then we also have our beer of the night from Kern River Brewing. It's their just outstanding IPA. And did we have, no, we didn't, we've had a couple of sour beers the last couple of weeks, so I'm excited to try this IPA. And we also have our housekeeping to finish up the show. From Northern California, another beer, another local beer. We'll go up there, do a little fishing, and grab oh. some Kern River. Just outstanding IPA. Friday, what's first up on the big board? First up on the big board, Ben. NFL news. Oh, I can't wait to just get our teeth into what's going on in the NFL this week. It's quarterback after quarterback after quarterback. First up on the board. Deshaun Watson. The Houston Texans are in a holding pattern with disgruntled star quarterback Deshaun Watson, but that isn't stopping three NFL teams for continuing to make a push to trade for him. According to Mike Fisher of SI, the Denver Broncos, Miami Dolphins, and Panthers are three teams that appear undaunted by Houston's pledge to keep Watson. He noted that all three teams are taking very different approaches, but they all want the same thing. Uh, as for the Panthers, uh, their reported interest in Matthew Stafford and a recent rumor that they were willing to pay big for Watson and a, is strong evidence that they'll continue to pursue Watson. They have the number eight pick in the draft. It's rare that we see this much movement of Pro Bowl quarterbacks less than a month after Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff, and Carson Wentz have all been moved in the past few months, but Deshaun Watson is an entirely different story. He's coming off a superb year, even though the Texans went just 4-12, and and as a three-time Pro Bowler already under contract, his value has never been higher. There's a long way to go until 2021 NFL Draft, and it's going to be a nail-biter all the way to the end. But, Franny, yeah. what say you about Deshaun Watson? He's got his heels dug in. He says he's not going to play yeah, for the Texans. DeAndre on. Hopkins calling out the Texans on Twitter again this week. As he should. What is going to happen to Deshaun Watson? Uh, he's got to move. I mean, he has to move. He's not going to play for them. I mean, he, he does not want to play for that well, organization a, anymore. A PlayStation 5. Yeah. <laughs> And hey, settle in in your, hey, in your beautiful if house. If I'm making millions and millions of dollars, if I'm still under contract, then that's fine. I'll sit back and play PS5. But if he wants to move on, if you have a disgruntled quarterback that doesn't want to be there, you have to move on from him. Obviously, they want to keep him, but I don't think there's any way that they can right now. They should just see what they can get in return and go move on from there. They have to move on from Deshaun Watson yeah, they're in not. Houston. They are not, not, not going to send... Or, or sign Will Fuller this offseason. Looks like he is on his way out as well in free agency. Oft injured. Will I Fuller. just, I, 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 I think I, I can't I, help I, but put Deshaun Watson sort of in a special category. And the category being, you know, I call it sort of the New York Knicks category. The team is so bad. It's so poorly run that my normal position that I would hold for a player like this doesn't it doesn't hold in this particular case because the team is so poorly run. It's so ill-constructed on offense and on defense. 
I feel like he should have an opportunity to be traded and play somewhere else. No, for sure. They can probably get four first round yeah. draft picks for him yeah. if they move him. And, what's, and if they could get a quarterback in return, you know, depending on which team they trade him get to. Get Derek Carr in return. Get somebody. Sam, you well, know, you're not going to get Sam Darnold in return, but well, you might. Hey, they I do mean, the second pick. They can always take a quarterback. Exactly. I mean, and, and you can't find somebody better than Deshaun Watson right now. I mean, you know what he's capable of and what he has done. I mean, especially even this last season. I mean, he had the most yardage in the league at 4,500 yards. And so, you know, you have an established quarterback, you know, and he's young. He's still young. He's only been in the league for what, three years now? Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously he tore his ACL early on in practice. What was that his second uh, season? But I mean, last year. He played for a bad team, and he still threw up some pretty Franchise big record. numbers. And uh, you know, even even three first rounders, and maybe a quarterback, I think or maybe gotta, some I think defensive. Go to four, maybe you know, some solid defensive player or players. Uh, but he's gonna be very expensive wherever he goes. That team is gonna have to give up a lot to get Deshaun Watson. But I mean, Houston really cannot keep this guy. There's yeah, no, I, I mean, what, what's what's the point of keeping a player that's not gonna play for you? Well, I mean, yeah. it, to prove a point, that's something yeah, well, that, that somebody you know around the league might do. I don't know if Cal McNair is that type of person, although he might be. Uh, I would just, but I would love to see a trade to the Jets because I'd love to hear my Jets friends' heads explode with happiness, <laughs> and then also explode when they realize they've just given up four first-round draft picks as well. Uh, but I think they have to move this guy. I mean, it really opens up some interesting destinations for him, though. I think. The Dolphins would be a nice destination yeah. for him. I think the Panthers, Panthers with with uh, Matt Rule down there would be a nice destination for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Panthers played pretty well last year. Yeah, but even Miami, though. I mean, Miami, you know, they were basically jumping back and forth between uh, Tua and, and Fitzpatrick, and they still won 10 games. You know, just imagine if they had somebody of Deshaun Watson's caliber under center. You win a couple of extra games. You make it to playoffs. You have a solid defense. You can go pretty far with Miami with Deshaun Watson there. Oh, for sure. And do you give up four first-round draft picks? I mean, if Jamal Adams is worth two first-round yeah, draft picks, yeah. if, if you know true. Minka Fitzpatrick is worth a, uh, you know worth a first and a third, yeah, if Wentz is worth if Wentz is worth a, a, a first a, and a and a and a, a, a seventh Wrigley. and a <laughs> and a compensatory pick, yeah. uh, you know, is he worth uh, how? If 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 a high end defended defensive player is worth two first-round draft picks, how is Deshaun Watson not worth four? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 going to be very expensive. You're going to have to give up a lot to get this guy. But if you already have an established team, especially like Miami, they're young all across yeah. the board. Um, and and you know, I'm sure there's going to be some contracts coming up pretty soon. But right now, you strike while the iron is hot, and you bring in Watson. That is potentially a Super Bowl team right there with the with what they have currently constructed. Yeah. I mean, so, they they had a good run last year. No, I yeah. mean, if they had more consistent play from the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. They would or have if, made or the playoffs. If the Steelers beat the Browns beat, exactly <laughs> and didn't lose in the following week, uh, you, then, know, you know, you what you do. You lose to the Browns two weeks in a row. It's what the Steelers do. It would have it would have been Miami in the playoffs. You know, so I mean, uh, but and 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 oh, they, makes they, it Rudolph <laughs> for this trade. Yeah, well, I mean, but I think that would be the best destination for him to go to right now is Miami. And look at it from Houston's perspective. If you're Houston and you can get potentially three first round picks, a second round pick and a fourth round pick, you know, spread out over a number of years, do you make that deal? Mm-hmm. Do you do you do you make the decision that our intransigents are making a point that you're going to play or you're going to be forced to sit and not earn, you know, your base salary that's due to you this year? If you're Houston, do you make that deal? I mean, that is I a think, lot of draft right capital. Now, I mean, I know they have nothing but garbage in the front office. Yeah, I think for right the most now, part, I think right now you have to. I mean, you know, you just can't 
you know, have a, a disgruntled quarterback there. I mean, it's it's not. It's like a. It's like a, they're all disgruntled. I, I, I say, Where are the gruntled I, I, quarterbacks? I, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say he's a cancer in the locker room. I don't. I don't, you know, I don't think he's that no, type of, he, of of an issue right now. He's a little passive aggressive he's, on he's, Twitter. He's not very happy in the situation that he's in and you know I think this all stems from you know giving away DeAndre Hopkins and then you have this you know you follow that up with this terrible year and you see what Arizona was able to accomplish with DeAndre Hopkins obviously they didn't, they didn't make the playoffs but he did elevate that team and you know with DeAndre in Houston this year I'm not saying they would have won 10 games but they would have been a lot better yeah with that type of yeah, probably six receiver. or seven games yeah, potentially but potentially yeah but I mean now Fuller's leaving you know he's gone I mean, who are his wide receivers going to be this year, you know? Whoever they get in the draft and yeah. they can pick up off the scrap heap. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he tweeted out this week, and I'm sure I'm missing something, but, you know, he tweeted out this week, loyalty is the most important thing, don't you forget it, or something to that effect. I'm like, coming from a guy who signed a contract last year and yeah. now is demanding to get traded this year. You know, I, I, this this that's the thing that makes me upset, you know, by these, you know, these things playing out in social media, because obviously... You know, if someone signs you to a, a contract where you're making thirty five plus million dollars a year over fo- over four or five years, mm-hmm. and you demand a trade and drag them through the mud the following year, that's not particularly loyal. Uh, but if I were Houston, I mean, if I could get at least three first round picks in a second, I would take that deal. Yeah. There's a lot of quarterbacks coming out in this upcoming draft this year, and not all of them are going to be successful, but there will be a number of them that are. And they can get one of those guys mm-hmm. if they make one of these deals, or even you know bring two over. I mean, Tua didn't look that great, you know, this past season. But, yeah. You know, you, at least you get something in return on top of the picks, so you have an idea of who your quarterback might be starting next season. But that's just, just it's just crazy how that deteriorated so mm-hmm. fast because they had a couple of really nice runs. I mean, mm-hmm. they didn't go deep, deep, deep. Well, they, no, they didn't. They go to the championship game or they went to the divisional round. Uh, it was a divisional, divisional round, round. Yeah. but they won you know a bunch of games two years yeah. in a row there yeah. with, with Deshaun Watson oh, and you know, the team 10. just. You know, it just fell off a cliff. A couple of 10-win seasons. So, you know, it's it's ugly, but given how poorly run, you know, with Easterbrook or Easterby or whatever his name is there in the, in the front office, continuing to be in the front office with Houston, I don't blame Deshaun Watson for wanting to get out of that organization mm-hmm. because that's probably next to the Jets. Sorry, Jets fans. One of the more poorly run organizations in the league. So, Deshaun Watson, good, good, good luck to you. Yeah. Friday, are you ready to move on? I'm ready to move on, man. <laughs> Next up, a little bit of drama in Steeltown, but it's getting better by the is day. It really, is it really drama, Ben? Well, for for the Steelers, uh, I mean, actually for Ben Roethlisberger, this is about as drama-free as it gets mm-hmm. for Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, but as the Dak Prescott saga turns, the NFL analysts continue to speculate on the Dallas Cowboys' contingency plans at quarterback. If a long-term deal has not reached this offseason, one veteran quarterback, I had to put this in there just to get you a shot, one veteran quarterback <laughs> Why that, would that, could, a shot? that could, uh, we'll, we'll see where the conversation goes, <laughs> all right, could become all right. available this offseason. You're trying to bait me into a shot, aren't you? Of course, you? of okay. course. Is Ben Roethlisberger? I didn't drink a lot last night. <laughs> yeah, well, that's you know, this is only little, it's only root beer. I'm a little sluggish. I'm it's, a little sluggish tonight. It's only root beer flavored whiskey. <laughs> I mean, it's no Glen Levin <laughs> 18. Uh, pro I football. I feel like the the neurons in my brain aren't firing like they should they right are. now. They are. Uh, pro football talks. Mike Florio labeled the Cowboys as a potential landing spot for Ben Roethlisberger if Dak Prescott does not sign an extension. Florio suggested Roethlisberger is more likely to be released than traded as few teams are willing to part with assets and take on the quarterback's current contract. Roethlisberger only has a base salary of $4 million for next season, comes with $41 million cap hit. 
The Steelers have potential out uh, this offseason by releasing Roethlisberger, but it would still cost the team $22 million in dead money. Uh, the Cowboys signing Roethlisberger may seem outlandish to some, but the longer Prescott's status remains unclear, the more we are going to hear about potential solutions beyond their franchise quarterback. Uh, the reality is the Cowboys are playing in one of the worst divisions in the NFL. Roethlisberger threw Ever. for 3,803 yards, 33 touchdowns, and only 10 interceptions while completing more than 65% of his passes last year. Yeah. Uh, word on the street is that uh, Ben Roethlisberger talked with Art Rooney II this week. By all accounts, the the, the the conversation went well, and both sides uh, have announced that they that they believe a, a contract will be renegotiated, mm-hmm. spending you know spreading the the, the money out yeah, they... uh, over several years, and that he will be the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers next season. But it's not final yet, mm-hmm. and if the Dallas Cowboys make the decision not to franchise Dak Prescott for thirty seven million dollars, if they can't get a contract done, He's do you see stay. Ben Roethlisberger no. getting cut by the Pittsburgh Steelers and ending up with your Dallas yeah, Cowboys? My Dallas, Cowboys. your Dallas Cowboys, Please. Big Ben <laughs> in the black and blue division. What say uh, you? You'd be rooting for them. You, I mean, because you're. Oh you yeah, love, I'd be rooting for. You, I'd be rooting for the Cowboys, yeah, not I w- in the Eagle I w- games. I would. I would not be. Well, of course not, but what do you think about that I don't, possibility? I don't, think, I, don't, I don't think there's any sort of possibility of that happening. I, you know, the Steelers have Carson to, Wentz got moved. Matt Stafford got moved. Jared yeah, yeah, Goff got moved. But, but Roethlisberger... Deshaun Watson's going to get moved. But Roethlisberger has to stay... Russell Wilson might get moved. He might be. They're talking about it. We'll talk about that actually tonight. But um, no, Roethlisberger has to stay with the Steelers. I mean, there's nobody... He has to? He has to. I mean, who do you have waiting in the wings other than Mason Rudolph and who's the other guy? I don't even know who the other guy is. Uh, Josh Dobbs is on his way out. Uh, Dwayne Haskins. Oh yeah, that's and we're right. gonna, and we're going to yeah. bring another quarterback. Yeah, and we're going to bring another quarterback. Options in. at quarterback, right there. I know. What's for the more, Pittsburgh Steelers. It's primarily a money issue, right? Yeah. It's primarily. Yeah, but I think I think they're going to They're going to resolve it. They're going to you know restructure his contract where they can kind of you know push the money out. And uh, you know, I, I think Roethlisberger should stay, will stay I with the so. Steelers. I think that's the best option right now for the Steelers. I mean, look at the numbers: four thousand I mean, yards, thirty-three. T- yeah, thirty-three touchdowns, ten interceptions. You know, he wasn't the issue with the Steelers last year. I mean, it was the running game that was the issue. It was the play calling that was the issue. Running game. What running yeah, that's game? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, if they I was they looking can... for LaShawn McCoy to get, <laughs> to get traded to the Steelers. Maybe hey, we can get something going I over mean, here. Something. I mean, you know, you pick up a, a running back in the draft, you you know, or, or I'm not sure who's available in free agency right now. You know, you you you, uh, you fix the running Potentially game. Potentially Aaron Jones. You but f- they don't have any money. Yeah, you fix the running game. You have some decent receivers there. The, uh, the defense is still good. You know, the offensive line can still protect. Ben Roethlisberger, I think he's still the best option for the Steelers. I don't see him moving anywhere else. Even if he did, if he was forced into retirement, I don't see him returning and playing with another franchise. Look I mean, at the already, Cowboys receivers. Look at that offensive line. Look at that running game. Look he's at that years mediocre old. defense that will be fixed in the draft yeah. to some degree. But what, what do you? How do you? How, feel, would you ben? how would you feel about Ben Roethlisberger playing for the Dallas Cowboys? Oh, I, would, I, would, I would hate it. I would well, hate it. Why would you hate it though? <laughs> <laughs> I just, mean, I'm just wondering why you would hate it. Because I hate, I hate the Cowboys. There you I, go. I, There's I, the I, shot. I hate the Cowboys. I would hate to see Ben Roethlisberger wearing another jersey other than the black and yellow. Me too, but I wanted you to do a shot. Yeah. But I, On top of your Glenlivet 18, <laughs> last night, uh, finished a bottle of Glenlivet 18 in less than 24 hours. It was, it was, it was within about four hours. That bottle was, there you go. was pretty much done. And what are we drinking and why are we drinking? 
Uh, well, we are drinking this because of our drinking game agreement, Ben. If I say anything negative about a team in my division, which is the NFC East, or if you say anything negative about a team in your division, which is the AFC North, or if Sonia, who's not on the show tonight, if she says anything negative about a team in her division, which is the NFC West, then she takes a shot. But I just said that I hate the Cowboys. I would fucking hate to see Roethlisberger playing over there. And you know what? Just fuck the Cowboys. All right. There we go. <laughs> This is what that, I like. But how do you feel? I, I, about, I was trying to get you. you feel, I was though, trying ben? to get you. You know, you need a little hair of the dog. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I've had a little bit so far. But uh, cheers to you, Ben. But how do you feel about this whole thing? I mean, it's your team. It's one of your favorite quarterbacks ever, and the Steelers haven't had a quarterback like Roethlisberger since the mid '80s. Since Bradshaw, I mean, yeah. who, I mean, I mean, who else have you guys had within that I mean, long? Don't besmirch the great between, name of Mike Tomczak. Be, between Bradshaw <laughs> and Roethlisberger, there's been nothing in between, really. And and, and Bobby what, Brister was yeah. serviceable. Yeah, I mean, this is you know he's he's uh he's he's one of the best. I mean, yeah, oh, I mean, for sure. I think it's ridiculous. Ever played I think, the game? I think it's ridiculous. I, yeah. but one of the best. That's I mean, yeah. probably the best quarterback the Steelers ever had. Oh yeah, I I think it's ridiculous to to. You know, to to cut him loose for the for the sole purpose of you know I'm not, freeing I'm not, up some. I'm, I'm definitely not buying this root beer <laughs> whiskey anymore. That's gross. I, I think it's ridiculous. I, I I honestly to save, you know, nineteen million dollars between twenty two million and forty one million. You know, yeah, it, it's a it's a it's a certain amount of cast base, and you're not going to have to push more money out to 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 years ahead. You know, but but the Steelers aren't that kind of franchise. I mean, rebuilding. Is is a myth. It, it's not something that has ever been done successfully in the NFL. Mm. You know, the Dolphins finally got their act together, but there's been teams that have been rebuilding Cleveland for decades. Finally, also finally got their, got their act, act together, together, but it took twenty years. Yeah, but rebuilding. I mean, the Cleve. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals proved that it doesn't matter how many first round draft picks you have, mm -hmm. as do the as have the New York Knicks and other. I mean, in, in the NBA. It, yeah. rebuilding is not something yeah, that is very out. easy to do, and quarterbacks are so hard yeah. to find. You have to figure out a way to reload not rebuild and the Steelers have always been good at reloading I mean for you know for the past what 30 years I mean they've been a solid organization they don't miss the playoffs that often no matter who their quarterback is they're able to reload and retool and not rebuild and you know that's that's sort of the way the franchise has been built throughout its history and so if you get rid of Roethlisberger and you don't have a quarterback waiting in the wings you're sort of in rebuild mode right there. Yeah, That's not and, what they do. And, and we won't have a high enough draft pick to get a quarterback the following year. We're not going to win four games. Even with even with uh, Mason Rudolph, a quarterback, we're going to win more than that. So we're going to be in, in, in a worse position the following year. And, uh, you know, the offensive line was pretty bad last year. I mean, Filer's gone, probably. Uh, Villanueva's gone for sure. You know, uh, Marquise Pouncey retired. But I, I'm not sure that the offensive line... You know, Ben Roethlisberger was only sacked 13 times last year. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady was sacked 21 times last year. Yep. Uh, you know, I get that the offense was built around getting the ball out fast, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to get sacked. Mm -hmm. You know, lots of teams, I mean, Tom Brady got sacked 20, 21 times, and that offense was built to get the ball out fast. So, you know, the offensive line just wasn't able to push the ball or push the, the defensive line at all to get any push to get some lanes for the running back. But mm -hmm. I don't know if it was a lack of commitment to the running game or a complete incompetence at the offensive line level but you know but yeah, they did a good job blocking 
Yeah, they did I mean, a great they did, job they blocking. They did a great job blocking for Ben Roethlisberger, like, like you and said. And he's not exactly fleet of foot. Cr- no, he's not. Um, he's like a little. He's like a matador out there. Yeah, you know, with that little cape. But I mean, you know, he just he just, he has that that hip swing that he does. But and thirteen sacks in fifteen games. Yeah, I mean, no, it, it, I wouldn't say the offensive nothing. line was horrific. That's like you know one game for Russell Wilson or, yeah, or Carson it, Wentz last yeah. year. Yeah, I mean, and. and you know, I, I I still I mean I know everyone thinks they should take an offensive lineman in the first round. They probably will, and they should take offensive linemen in the later rounds as well. But I don't know whether it was as much a failure of of the offensive line as it was a failure to commit to the running game in practice and in the playbook that led to to what happened last year. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I can't imagine that the offensive line fell off a cliff that steeply in just a single season. So there, I think there was more going on there than simply, you know, grab an offensive lineman in the first and second round and magically everything's going to be fixed when you mm-hmm. have a new left tackle and a new right tackle. Uh, you know, uh, we have a replacement for Filer, but I, I just can't imagine Ben Roethlisberger not coming back if he's healthy enough to play because mm-hmm. because it's, it's he's still in the top five or six in the league in terms of throwing the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. You know, his yeah. receivers... He hasn't lost any arm strength. I mean, he's, he's still as, as strong as a bull. Yeah. I mean, that guy can still throw the ball down the field, you know, fairly easily. I mean, you know, you, you know, you see these other old quarterbacks that kind of lose their arm strength. But Ben Roethlisberger, True you know, race. like you said, he's not very fleet of foot, but he can still toss the ball around. Yeah, neither is Tom Brady, and he just won another Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I, he wasn't as accurate last year as he, as he had been in years past, but... He also had a stable of fairly, you know, with, with Claypool out there and Deontay Johnson out there as his, as his primary well, receivers with Juju. Juju and, he and did have younger receivers Washington who might not have always it would run be nice the to exact have, right route. Yeah. I mean, it would be nice to have a, a running back that could, you know, you know, play the screen game a little bit better, too. Yeah, Connor's gone. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah. I mean, well, he might not be, but yeah, I mean, but, I can't imagine they're going to they're gonna be able to pick him up. And sign him for any significant yeah, amount of money. You know he's he's been injured. You know I love but Connor. Seattle I mean, lets Carson go. I would yeah. be more than happy to take Chris Carson. Yeah, well that'd be that'd be a great pickup right there. I mean if you know that was a possibility, but well, uh, Russell Wilson wants to trade him yeah, for four offensive linemen, right? Roethlisberger is not to blame for the the struggles that the no. Steelers had. You know later in the season. No. You know and and uh, you know I would definitely keep him on the Steelers, and I, I really don't see them moving on from him. Yeah, me neither. But it would I would I would be interested to see him play a year or two. In Dallas. And no, see we don't want to see that. It would be interesting. It would be interesting. Friday, are you ready to move on? Let's move on, Ben. As the world turns in Seattle, Franny, what say you? Oh, yeah, there's that. There's the music right there. About Russell Wilson finally showing his true colors. Lo, these many years. The speculation is it would take three first round draft picks to get a trade done for Russell Wilson's. Jamal, Jamal Adams took two, Stafford took two plus golf, and it might take five or 20 second rounders given Seattle's abysmal draft record to make anything of those picks. Wilson has told the Seahawks that he wants to play in Seattle, but if a trade were considered, the only teams he would go to are the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh, Dallas Cowboys. New Orleans Saints. Why are the Dallas Cowboys always in this conversation? Because they're the Dallas Cowboys. They're the New York Yankees of the NFL. Uh, they, like to, they pretend to be, but yeah. they're not really. Uh, Saints, Vegas, Raiders, or Bears. But we got an interesting little piece this week from The Athletic. Uh, quoting from that story, Before the Thursday night game against Arizona this year, Wilson met with his coaches. For some time, Wilson has sought, even pushed, for more influence within the organization regarding scheme and personnel. And in the meeting, he outlined his own ideas to fix the offense. His suggestions were dismissed. Multiple sources told The Athletic, 
Another reminder to Wilson that the Seattle did not see him the same way that he saw himself as a player who had earned greater control of the situation, his future, his legacy, and he stormed out of the meeting. Gee golly whiz, I'm out of here. Gee golly whiz, somehow I doubt he wasn't there. Uh, It takes no magnifying glass or Sherlockian investigative tools to conclude that this nugget comes from the Seahawks, who finally are pushing back against the Sherlockian. That's from, I think, from The Athletic. Uh, Pushing back against the notion that Wilson... Skill set justifies more power and control. Consider this quote in the story from an unnamed source who surely isn't connected to Wilson. Quote, he's finally catching heat. That's the main reason for all of this. People are talking and holding him accountable because he's one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. He says he wants to be the greatest. So now people are holding him to that standard. It's a PR game. He's trying to protect himself and yeah. this, and and it, we we learned today that allegedly a trade is inevi- inevitable this year, but if not this year, next year, yeah. which is not particularly inevitable. Uh, but Franny, what say you about Russell Russell Wilson finally, finally every True the world colors. getting to see who this guy really really is? Uh, I'm not sure if this is really who he is. He's never made any sort of noise his entire career. I'm not until sure why, he realizes he's only I'm got not a, sure why he's doing it right now. And he's still saying he wants he to play when he's 45. He still has a good team. I mean, obviously, there's always been offensive line issues with the Seattle Seahawks. He's and with uh, running for his 23 life, 23 other teams in the league. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I I don't I don't understand why he wants to become the bad guy now. You know, he was he was always that happy go lucky. He doesn't want to get blamed if it goes south. Yeah, uh, but he's not really the one to blame. Though, I mean, he, he started the season last year very well. We were talking about maybe MVP of the league. And Even the I was. Thing, you, you were, yeah, you were his biggest supporter, man. You loved Russell Wilson. All of a sudden, you hate Russell Wilson. Well, now I get to see his true colors. Are these his true colors, though? Yeah, he goes into the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> Gee golly whiz. <laughs> Apparently, that's Russell Wilson meeting with his coaches. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't see any trade happening. I mean... Why the hell would you want to go to the Chicago Bears? Why would you want to yeah, go to the Raiders? Yeah, let's break it down one at a time. I mean, First, the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, you know, like if you, you got go to, Mike if you, McCarthy and 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 uh, Jerry if, Jones. If you go to the Cowboys, to deal with, you think that's worse? If you go to the Cowboys, you think that's better than, than Pete Carroll exactly, and Josh Snyder? Yeah. I mean, is, but if you go to the Raiders, at least I mean, to the Cowboys, at least you're playing in a terrible division where you have a chance to win it. I mean, because everybody else is so bad that. You can potentially win. I'm not sure you're going to go that far in the but playoffs. Mike McCarthy, really, you think that's an upgrade over Pete Carroll? No, it's not. No, not at all. But that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Is, this, is this nothing but PR because people are finally holding him accountable? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, what about uh, next up? The, the Saints. Saints. That's probably the be- That's probably the only legitimate team of these four. Yeah, that's still a solid team. You know, I mean, without Breeze, obviously, but they're not going to be that great. Sean giving up four first-round picks, which yeah. is what it'll take. Yeah, well, yeah. But if he went there. He's got Jameis Winston. If, if, if Yeah. But he but, could fix him. Sean That's Payton. true. That's true. I mean, I can see Winston, you know, definitely playing well for uh, Sean Payton. But, you know, if Russell Wilson went to the Saints, that's a Super Bowl caliber team right there for sure. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. I mean, yeah. I, I think that this is the only team on this list that and Russell Wilson does have a no trade clause. So this is sort of you in his Kamara, court. You got Thomas. You know, you, I mean, you, and, a, you, and, a, and a really good defense. Yeah. And a, a, yeah, a solid defense over there, too. Decent offensive line. You you protected the uh yeah, and, and the, the division, aging wonder, you know, in the division, you know, God, I don't even know what to expect from Atlanta anymore. The Panthers are still sort of in, in rebuild mode. But I mean, you got Tampa Bay there. You got New Orleans. I mean, those are basically the two front runners in that division. You bring Russell Wilson in. They're the top dog in that division, I think. That, I think, is the only, le- yeah, the only legitimate 
team on his alleged list. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even that, if he, he, he would be making, a, just like the Seattle Seahawks have to make sacrifices because he makes 40, almost $40 million a year, mm-hmm. the New Orleans Saints would be making sacrifices in the next several years to bring him in by giving up the draft picks and the capital necessary to bring, because they could, because they'd probably have to send Will, uh, Winston back in return. Mm-hmm. It would probably be Winston and, and three first round picks or without Winston, four first round picks or sure three okay. first in a couple seconds. Yeah, they're okay moving on. But but with he'd Winston, be complaining but... two years from now when mm-hmm. they don't have that when that draft capital wasn't there to restock on the offensive line. Yep. Uh, next up, the Vegas Raiders. No. Really? No. You think John <laughs> Gruden and that team and that franchise run by Mark Davis and company mm-hmm. and Mayock? You think that's an upgrade? Yeah. Oh, I mean, this is I'm why sure this is are, it, it's silly. If this is just it's silly town. Are these just no, allegedly? Are, allegedly, these, these this is his top what he, four. Yeah. These like, are his, as a list of teams. These are the only down. four. These are the only uh, four that he would take a trade to. Allegedly, right now. What a dumbass. I mean, no, that's what I mean. Teams, is, this, is this real or is this just I mean, the him Saints finally? Okay. The Saints okay. But, yeah, but I mean, it, but then the Chicago Bears. I mean, John Gruden, why? Because he won a Super Bowl with no Tony Junji's team. They have really? no weapons. I mean, the Bears have absolutely. Yeah, the no Bears weapons. is like the Jets. You might what? as well just throw the. You might as well throw the Jets and the Bengals of four years ago on this yeah. list. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, it makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I think he's being ridiculous. Yeah. I think this is a clown show. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, this this guy is complaining Not and complaining and him. complaining about the offense, and he just. You know, went ballistic that 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 uh, Brian Schottenheimer should not have been fired. Yeah. You think the offense sucks, but you're defending the guy that allegedly ran that shitty offense that mm-hmm. you hated. I mean, so so is it? So it's you and Brian Schottenheimer against against Pete Carroll. Is that you know Pete Carroll's not not letting Russell Wilson yeah. do what he what's wants? So, what's so terrible about going to the playoffs every single fucking year? Every I mean, year, every, every year that you, he, no, and he, and he talks about Tom Brady. He's like, you know what? Tom Brady went to another team and won a Super Bowl. Uh-huh. He won a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If you want to be compared to Tom Brady, then do things like Tom Brady does and not not make the playoffs since 2000 or not make the Super Bowl since 2013. Mm-hmm. Even though you have a great team year after year after year after year after year winning 10, 11, 12 games and getting in the playoffs. Sorry, I just yeah. it, it, no, to if, me it's if, it's insanity what he's doing. Yeah, None it, of these teams are better than the Seahawks. But, not one of these teams. I mean, but also the coaching staff, you know, with the Seahawks. I mean, obviously there are some questionable calls that you know Pete Carroll has made and makes every single game. But I mean, you know, every year you you are able to make it into the playoffs, and every time you make the playoffs, you have a chance to win the Super Bowl. And he's always given that chance year after year after year after year. And I don't see why he wants to move on from a winning organization. You know, I could understand if they it were like an 8-8 eight no eight team or like a, you know, a, a you know, nine-win team. But, I mean, they're winning 10, 11, 12 games consistently, and he wants to move on from that to go to one of these guys? Yeah, exactly. Doesn't it doesn't make any sense. And, I mean, in a team that will have had to give up multiple yeah. draft Except picks to Saints. get you. I can't say anything about the Saints. The Saints are also pretty good. Uh, no, the Saints yeah. would be a re- I mean, the Saints are the only legitimate option, but the Saints will also be without three draft picks. Mm-hmm. At least three first-round yeah. picks. And potentially other picks and assets that they'll have to give to get Russell Wilson. I mean, maybe his age is creeping up on him. He's going to be 33 next do you, year. Do you think? But he's only got. He thinks he's going to play until he's 45. No. Talk to me when you're 38. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, because you're not playing until you're. 45. But do you think it's inevitable? Tom like Brady is an anomaly. You, you're yeah. not going to do that, what Tom Brady that's, did. That's you know once in a. And stop comparing almost. yourself to Tom Brady. Tom Brady didn't go eight years without getting to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. He's, he's made and he's had some pretty shitty rosters. Fifty percent of his career, he's made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I just. But do you uh, think it's inevitable? Do you think they're no, going to move on? I, I, I wouldn't. Think- I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade him. Why would no, you trade him? No. I mean, I mean, they, 
I mean, I know it I've said this. I, I seem... put Deshaun Watson in his own category, but yeah. this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, no, the I, players I, already no. make half the Deshaun... half the profits are coming to this league. Yeah. Deshaun Watson, you are an employee, can... yeah. Russell Wilson. You are not an owner. Yeah, Deshaun Watson, I can completely understand because they, you know the organization is not the greatest. You know, last year they won four games and they've sort of been sputtering along in this last couple of seasons. Whereas the Seahawks are always good year after year, they're good, and you're complaining. Playing for that team, for that organization, it blows you my can't mind. complain. You shouldn't complain. You should yeah, be happy. The Allen in your family situation. compared to the McNair family, yeah. check Seattle. Mm-hmm. Head coach for all those years in 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 Houston, Bill O'Brien, Pete Carroll, check Seattle. Mm-hmm. John Snyder versus I can't even remember who the GM was in in Houston, but check John Snyder. I, I just don't to me it's it's you know, you are an employee of the organization. You're making thirty seven plus million dollars a mm-hmm. year. You're an employee. Uh, you know, I, I and you have opportunity every single year. You guys don't, you know, I can't imagine going to my boss and telling my boss, this is where I'm willing to work. <laughs> I'm only willing to work in this location for this department in this position that I and I'll give you four. Yeah. I'll give you four positions that I'm willing to accept. Otherwise, I'm going to refuse to come to work and you're going to have to pay me anyway. Yeah. Or pay me. For even though, even some though of you're my in a good situation as it is like you're in a good situation, but I still want to move on. I mean, what but what do fuck? you think's at the root of this? I mean, it, it, I don't know. I mean, he he keeps is throwing around the number of sacks. Is it Sierra? <laughs> it probably. Did is. she did she open her mouth? And I'd, say, I'd love to blame won't. someone else, but <laughs> I don't think it's her. I she think it's his, I think it's his ego. I, I think his ego. I know. Yeah. I think he's got a narcissism mm-hmm. complex, which is a sin, by the way, Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah. I mean, forget about the whole you know Bible study thing. I mean, yeah. you're so far from you know maybe if you're no, in he's, a he's a prosperity gospel or some bullshit. He does a lot of great things, you know, for the for the community there in Seattle. But you don't you don't want to paint yourself as the bad guy now after all of these Too years. Late. Yeah, and and I'm I you know I, I don't know how does Sonya feel about this because she's, oh, she's, she's, she's not she's very sad. Yeah, she's not going to say anything bad. You know, about, it'd be great she won't say anything her, bad about Russell Wilson. It'd be great to have her on the podcast tonight to talk about this just this one portion of the podcast because she's a lifelong Seahawks fan. I, I just wonder how other Seahawks fans feel about Russell Wilson acting up like this. Well, they're going to, I mean, they're going to view it one of two ways, right? They're going to view it through the, you know, the, the, you know, the typical Twitterverse lens, which is, you know, support the player at all costs. The player gets, you get what they deserve. The player's awesome. The player's great. The player's blah, blah, blah. We have to support the player. Or they're going to be, you know, upset that, you know, he's not making the best of an opportunity that he has in Seattle. But I think Mm -hmm. primarily people are probably going to support him because that's just where we're at right now. It's sort of a player driven league rather than a, business-driven league or a, or a, a quality-driven league. I, 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 I'm flabbergasted by this story. I mean, I, I, the last if you would have asked me the absolute last thing that I thought would have mm-hmm. happened, I would have put this below Aaron Rodgers getting traded yeah. or even talking about it. I mean, Aaron Rodgers spat it off after the playoff game, and that just went away. He's, been, he's, been you know, he's going to get a renegotiated yeah, he's, contract. You know, he's got himself like a, a, a new fiance yeah. and everything. You know, he's, he's just living his life. He's, yeah. he's, he's, he's of happy, course, you know? he's going to get a new contract. Yeah. He's, you know, he's, but but okay. that all that went away. And, you know, this just it just blows my mind. I mean, because there, I can't think of unless you can transport yourself into the body of Tom Brady and sorry, Russell Wilson. You're not Tom Brady. Tom Brady would have been, you keep saying you were sacked 374 times or whatever it was. You put Tom Brady in the same situation, he gets sacked 190 times. <laughs> there is no effing way that Tom Brady takes those ridiculous sacks that you take. Mm-hmm. That's on you, buddy. Uh, it, it just, he, I think he, in his mind, he thinks he's as good as Tom Brady. I mean, he's, de- he's definitely a great quarterback, but. Uh, he, but Tom Brady had some shit teams that he got 
Yeah, but this there's, there's I mean, there's nobody on Tom Brady's level. There's never been, you know, a quarterback that has, you know, been to the Super Bowl as many times as him and has won as many Super Bowls as him, not just in the AFC, but now in the NFC as well. Uh, so he's definitely not on the same level, but maybe he thinks he's better than he really is. You know, I, I mean, mean, he's a very good quarterback. He's a great quarterback. But I mean, I mean you know, what a, what a, I mean, look at the receivers that he's had over his career. Look at the defenses that he's had over his career. I mean, yeah, the offensive line, not so great, but a lot of, a lot of quarterbacks yeah. play behind offensive lines. That I mean, aren't not, so not, great. You know, you know, not everything can be good on the team. I mean, if, if you're going to be good in, in, in one portion, you know, you might suffer elsewhere on the team. You know, you maybe you have a great linebackers, but then you're, you know, your, your cornerbacks suck. I mean, in his case, it's just been the offensive line that's kind of struggled, you know, his entire career. But I mean, they, there's, you know, they, they've tried to correct that. But like you said, I mean, some of the sacks that he takes, it's not on the offensive line. It's just him turning his back to the field and, you know, maybe running and, 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 you know, dodging when he doesn't need to. So, I mean, you know, some of it's on him, some of it's on the offensive line, but I mean, he's in a great situation right now in Seattle that there's no reason to even speak out about it. There's, there's really yeah. no reason. I mean, the only thing I would change, if I were Pete Carroll and and the Allen family, I would let him call the plays. Mm-hmm. Say, all right, you yeah. think you got the answer? Here you go. All right, game one, you're calling the plays. You can consult with the offensive coordinator and you call the plays. Mm-hmm. You're, 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 you run the show. Uh, if you know what if you know what's best, I would put it right back in his court. And say you are obviously the smartest guy in the room. You're Nikola Tesla of quarterbacks over here. You start running yeah. the offense, and we'll see how it goes, buddy. I think he would have run the ball though. What's that? I think he would have run the ball. Yeah, well, he probably <laughs> would have run, run the ball there. Uh, but you know, but you know, he didn't have to. He didn't have to run the pass play either. You know, he was you know he was still under contract at that point. He could have just handed the ball to Marshawn Lynch. You know, or he could have you know fought harder like Tom Brady or mm-hmm. you know a lot of other quarterbacks go to the sideline and start screaming at their head coach and say are you out of your out of your mind by calling this play but i'm just i'm just one of the most fun organizations to watch one of the most fun quarterbacks to watch uh-huh. one of the fun most fun teams to watch you got DK Metcalf you got Tyler Lockett you're going to get somebody else in the draft you got Chris Carson potentially coming so back say. i mean what you really think one of these four teams is better yeah, exactly. With their head, with their coaches and their in their front offices, are you insane? But if, if he does, if he does the stay, Bears, if he stays with the Seahawks, Ben, are you going to be rooting for the Seahawks? I mean, not the way, not the way I used to. Obviously, not the way I you used know, to. You you sort of have to. Your wife is a huge Seahawks fan. Um, but how are you going to feel about Russell Wilson playing next year for the Seahawks? It won't be as much fun. This? It frees me up to watch other games mm-hmm. because part of the reason I watch so many Seattle games is because I like the team so much. And you've been a huge supporter. I mean, yeah, I like Pete Carroll. I like I always loved Russell Wilson. Yeah. I thought they were a great team and they worked together well. And it was a team you could really get that and smile and root for when they mm-hmm. did well. Yeah. But if 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 they've got a prima donna narcissist as their quarterback, you know, who doesn't work half as hard as. You know, Tom Brady does. And who would have thunk it, right? Yeah, this I mean, well, t- you know, why don't you call Tom Brady and, and ask Tom Brady what he does to make himself Tom Brady because he doesn't spend anywhere near as much time on Instagram as you do. TB12. Or at awards, <laughs> ceremonies, or doing all the other things that you do uh, under the guise of, you know, doing good works for your community. I mean, Tom, I mean, everybody on that Tampa Bay team says they've never seen a quarterback work as hard as Tom Brady. They've never seen anyone change the culture of a locker room the way that Tom Brady did. Mm-hmm. If if you believe that you can be that person, then why don't you start by trying to be that person rather than being who you are, which is obviously not that person because there's many articles that have been written by people who played with Russell Wilson that are contrary to what he believes he is. That's ah, true. That was depressing. Gee, golly words. <laughs> uh, it's just... It's just <sighs> It's just sad. I mean, mm-hmm. it's actually it's actually sad uh, to to see a team with so much promise potentially deteriorate 
this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just gave Pete Carroll a contract, so they are not going to let Pete Carroll go mm-hmm. uh, as a method of giving Russell Wilson what he wants. But I would let him call the plays. Yeah. See, if Tom Brady called the plays in the Super Bowl with Byron Leftwich, let him call the plays. Yeah. You got the answer? You know, it's just like, you know, it's like having a little kid. It's like, okay, you you think you know how to do this better? Go ahead. And when let's, you come back screaming, you and you come back screaming, and we got to take you to the hospital for stitches, we'll say, well, did you did you think that that was going to work? All right, Franny, are you ready to move on? I think so. That was a tough one. That was a long one. Oh. <laughs> Poor Russell Wilson. <laughs> Playing a Seattle Seahawks yeah. for so long. Poor guy. I know. I mean, it's like playing on the Cincinnati Bengals in the 90s. <laughs> uh, the 2021 looks like we're headed for a 17-game season, Friday. The NFL and team owners are attempting to complete arrangements to put a 17-game regular season into effect, beginning with the 2021 season, probably accompanied by a three-game preseason. Ooh, that exciting preseason. The deliberations <laughs> about when to implement the 17-game season are tied in part to the completion of a new broadcasting contract with the television network, streaming networks, uh, according to people familiar with the planning of the league and owners. The CBA between the league and the NFL players ratified in March authorizes the owner to implement a 17-game regular season as soon as the 2021 season, but does not specify a starting date. Franny, do you think they are desperate to move to a 17-game season I think it's gonna to happen. up the revenues? I mean, it's going to happen. I mean, they've been talking about it now for so long. I mean, me and you have always been opposed to a 17-game season. I'm happy with the way it's set up right now. I didn't want to expand the playoffs either, but they went and did that as well. Um, so now they expand the playoffs. They're going to expand to a 17-game season. It seems like that's the direction we're going. I'm sure the players are opposed to that sort of thing, but you know what? The league doesn't care about player safety as much as they harp on it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I think we've disagreed about this in the past. I I, I don't. I mean, because I I want more football. No, I, mean, I know it's selfish, uh, but every team will, you know, other than the quarterback and a few starters, I think they can manage a way to to give people rest during the season. You know, to keep players reps you know, around the same level as they had for a 16-game season. And really at the end, in that 17th game, it's it's only going to be the teams that are really jockeying for a playoff spot that play all their starters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there will be teams that are resting starters as well. Uh, it's one more week of football. Yeah. It's, no, it's, it's great. It's, I mean, it's, I mean it's, you know, more football is great. But, I mean, you know, player safety, also important because you're still putting those guys in jeopardy. You know, like an extra game, more tackling, more hitting. I mean, it's an aggressive sport. That's that's always been my argument with going to a 17-game season or, you know, you play that extra game and then plus the expanded playoffs. So you're playing another game there too. And, you know, that's that's you know that's always been my argument just, you know, keeping the players safe. And I think 16 was a good number of games. You know, 17, where are they going to stop? They can move to an 18-game season, 19, 20. I mean, where does it end? Yeah, well, I think I think in the CBA, I think it does end at 18. <laughs> I think they are allowed to push it up to an 18-game season at some point. Uh, you know, I, I agree with what you're saying about player safety, and it just it runs, you know, I have a little cognitive dissonance with it, you know, because I'd like to have more football. I'd like to be talking about the Super Bowl last week or the week before rather than uh, two or three weeks ago, yeah. whatever it was. And and I think a lot of this is the rush to get the twenty one games or the seventeen game season out has something to do with you know with recouping some of the lost revenue this year uh, because it looks like the salary cap is going to be around one hundred eighty five million dollars next year down about fifteen million dollars from this year which makes teams like the Steelers and the, and the Seahawks and uh, the Eagles with mm-hmm. with, the, with Carson Wentz is thirty three 
million dollars in dead money, it, it makes it d- even more difficult for those teams to put a full roster, a full talented roster together when you're dealing with 15 less million dollars on the cap. But I, you know, I'd like to see one more game. I'd like to see. I'd like to see one more game. Uh, so it's selfish. I will admit, it's a selfish. It's selfish. Like, what if they, what if they wanted to, you know, push the NBA up to uh, what's it, eighty-two games? Push it up to ninety-two games. Yeah, but I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not as physical. I mean, the sport. I mean, obviously, you know, you have potential. A lot of to exercise get involved in the NBA, but in the know, modern it's, NBA, it's, it's more not, like soccer. It's not as actually. There's uh, more contact in soccer. Uh, I mean, actually, soccer players do play a lot because I mean, they're they're playing in you know different different tournaments. They're playing you know for their country. I mean, so that you know they 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 play a lot of games and they're allowed to already. touch each other, right? In they, soccer, they, 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 yeah, they can yeah, touch yeah. each other. Yeah. In football, I don't yeah. think you're allowed to touch each yeah. other anymore. Uh, or, bas- so, or about basketball. I mean. Yeah, no, in basketball, I mean, you know, if if they did, did want to expand, maybe not the 92 games, but a couple extra games here and there. It's it's not the same as football. You know, there's a lot more contact in 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 one football game than there is in maybe you know 20 basketball games played that's true that's so. true uh I, i'd like to see one more game but i but i but if they if they if the players fought it and not that they have any power because it's in the cba it, you know if the, pl- if the players pushed to you know roll that back a little bit i wouldn't be upset mm-hmm. i wouldn't be upset if it stayed at 16 games for the safety of the players of course all right Franny. uh we're about 47 minutes in i want to take a quick break before we move on to what's next on Let's, the agenda what is next on the agenda Franny? next on the agenda ben let me get to that page right here. I think it's a shout out to our new and loyal listeners out there. All right, Franny. There it is. We'll take a break after this then. Okay. <laughs> this, is, this is pretty quick. This is pretty quick. Uh, new listeners. Thank you all. All the new listeners out there as well as listeners that have been with us for a long, long time. Since 2018, we have been a show about football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. Whiskey and beer experts, as Franny said earlier. Since you're listening, please consider heading to our website, thirstygold.busproud.com, or search Thirsty Gold Podcast on the web and subscribe, rate, and review. Please leave us a rating. Please. How many stars, Franny? Five stars, Ben. Bash it. Crush it. Throw it up against the wall. Elbow it. Do whatever. Yeah, exactly. Franny's got a brand new iPhone 12 or 18 or 25, whatever that is over there. Uh, take your brand new iPhone 12. I know it costs $1,200 or $1,300. Just smash it up against the wall with a five-star review. Please tell a friend, a family member, a coworker, a stranger, just one person that you know or someone that you don't know about our show. We would truly, truly appreciate it. Just tell one person this week, hey, go check out Thirsty Gold Podcast, best NFL podcast in the universe. And you can also check us out on Pandora, Audible, and Amazon Music as well. We're there for your listening pleasure. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is your feel-good story. Oh, we'll be right back with a feel-good story. Oh, Ben. That's I the love, new bumper just for Franny. I love that The new bumper. EDM bumper. Man, that was a great bumper right there, <laughs> actually. I, I wish it was a little bit longer than that. I have a longer version. Yeah, oh, do you? Okay. Just, I think that's as much as our <laughs> listeners need, but I like that. I started to get into that. I figured you would. I figured you would. <laughs> I think I was just that on my way over here. <laughs> um, but uh, next up on the big board. And the next one will be like heavy metal. It'll be all over the <laughs> yeah, map. That's that's for you. That, that one's for you, the heavy metal one. But uh, before we move on, uh, Friday, uh-huh. I did want to ask you just your quick thoughts about uh, the Dak Prescott contract situation. <laughs> what? I, I just you want to get your shot? yes. You, okay. I just want to get your feedback on the Dak Prescott situation. Yeah, I, I think I think the Cowboys have to sign Dak Prescott. 
You know, I, I think they have, have to find to. a Maybe way. Maybe quarterback's got a lot of power. Uh, I think they have to find a way to sign Dak Prescott. We saw what happened to this team. Find a Dak, way. Yeah. yeah. Well, like he needs to go on a vision quest to figure out how to make it happen. Exactly. He has to go off into the <laughs> woods somewhere in, in, I don't know, Alaska, you know, and, and you know, fend for himself for a little bit. And, Dak and, Prescott <laughs> to the Eagles, Ben Roethlisberger to the Cowboys. <laughs> I don't know if I would want Dak Prescott playing for the Eagles. I just, you know, there's a little bit of animosity there still since he was a cowboy. Um, but, but why is that? What's wrong I, with the Cowboys? Oh, but, you know, I'm just, just going to pour myself a shot. Okay? I'm just going to pour myself a shot. Uh, no, but no, seriously. So you no. knew this was coming after you told me you finished a bottle of Glen Levin last night. You knew you should have known yeah, that was coming. Well, you what taken, are what, what are friends, if not people, to make you more miserable than you already are? Yeah, <laughs> than to take advantage yeah, of, I'm, I'm a, kick oh, you when you're down. Geez, I poured a little too, a little extra in there. That's that's this root beer stuff is not that good. Uh, okay, hang on one second here. Let me pour you a little bit. Actually, no, I'm going to pour you a little bit more because you're forcing me to take these and you didn't drink last night no so well, and, i'm also 50 years old i'm not tell. i'm not in my I'm not in my mid-30s you, you like can, you I'm, are i wish i was in my i'm closer to my 40s now than my 30s <laughs> yeah, yeah, like just, my my the the yeah, age of 30 yeah you're like um, you're like you're going 60 and a 55 yeah. <laughs> i'm going 80 no, with, and a 55 with dak prescott and no, i i think uh you know the the city of dallas you know, loves Dak Prescott. I think he has a, a a good relationship with the players as well. I think everybody over there respects him, and I respect him even more now after seeing what happened to him after he went out and how the team, you know, completely rallied around imploded him. after he went out. But I mean, they, they completely rallied around him. Um, no, but I've, I've always had respect for Dak Prescott. I mean, when I saw him go down with an injury, I mean, I was I was heartbroken um, because he's he's a good guy. He just plays for the team that I really hate. With a terrible owner and a terrible head coach. Yeah. Well, yeah. And a washed um, so, up running back. And a washed up defensive end. He's, 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 he's washed up. But, and um, a washed up linebacker. <laughs> I think you should take it. You, you, you're saying more negative things than I am right now. Uh, no, but I, I think if if they can, uh, you know, come to, uh, you know, uh, you know, some sort of a four-year contract. Uh, no, no. It was, it was He wanted the four-year. They wanted the five-year. But if they can just sign a four-year contract for him, I think that would be best for you know all parties involved. And uh, I, agree. I think it's going. It's I think it's going to happen. I think they're kind of forced to do it right now, just because of what I mentioned with the respect in the locker room and and the way the team sort of fell apart without him. You you have to bring him back, and I you know I think he could still play at the same levels even after that terrible injury. Um, but you know even if he does return, I'd be happy if he does. And, and play it at a high level. I still hope the Cowboys suck with him under center. <laughs> I wish him all the best, but I wish the Cowboys all the worst. All right, let's do the shot. Cheers. There you go. Glenn Levitt 18. <laughs> <laughs> I could just, I could almost like taste it. I could, I, you know, I could, I could still taste scotch <sighs> in my breath. Exactly. Franny's approach to these shots tonight. Hey, I'm just here so I won't get fined. Uh, that's a terrible, I'm not, I'm, uh, you bought it. I didn't I buy know, it. I know, but it's like, it's and you so, bought it to punish me. But this is probably like the worst one we've ever had. Like, there's something about this. Well, who would put root beer in a whiskey? Like, I mean, it's like something they would do in, I don't even know, like in Florida. Overly, Sounds like something they would do in Florida. It's just overly sweet. Whew. All right, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, man, is the feel good story. All right, every week we try to bring you a good. You know, some good news from the world of the NFL. These players are not all Russell Wilson. Some of them are actually oh, acting. Oh, Russell Wilson does some good things for the community. Of course, with he's 30, just complaining when for the you wrong. got $37 million instead he's of $4 million. He's just complaining for the wrong reasons right That's now. Exactly, for his ego. I love that lead music, too. That's some great lead music. <laughs> Uh, we have free agent cornerback Pierre Desir 
donated 10,000 meals to the Houston Food Bank this week to help an area devastated by a blast of wintry weather. Uh, to see her a two-time nominee for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award doesn't have any connection to Houston. He just felt it was the right thing to do. According to his agent, a deadly winter storm has knocked out power for millions of Texans and Texas residents and left many without power. Grocery stores have also been forced to close or were forced to close. Uh, Desir, 30, is known for his work in the community over his seven-year NFL career. In 2019, he was the Colts Payton Award nominee for donating $185,000 to build a performance center at the high school he attended in St. Charles, Missouri. Desir also spearheaded Thanksgiving meal distributions as well. Ooh, with, with Marshawn Lynch just giving away turkeys on his scooter. Uh, last season, Desir was the nominee for the New York Jets for his work in the NFL's tackle bullying program and made three virtual school visits where he spoke about his experience being bullied. A fourth-round pick by the Browns in 2014, Desir has made 248 tackles and eight interceptions for the Browns, Chargers, Seahawks, Colts, Jets, and Ravens. You can help storm victims by texting ABC13 to 41444. A donation will go directly to the Houston Food Bank. Anyone who texts that number can contribute a gift of any amount. For every dollar raised through the campaign, three meals will be donated to the hungry in 18 southeast Texas counties. What say you about Pierre Desir? Great work, like you said. He's not making a, the he's you know, been the on like six bucks. teams already. Yeah, no, he's not making the big bucks like some of these quarterbacks uh, or you know some other players in the league, and he's still you know doing some great things for the community. And that was some crazy ass weather that Texas had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Mean, how does that happen? Like, I mean, it happens. I, it, it's like I mean, it's like a it's, it's like, like a hundred year uh, storm or whatever they what do they yeah, call it like a hundred like year perfect, fifty year storm like the, the perfect storm or something. It's 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 like that. Um, I I this this that, wave be too much. It's, it's like that movie. George uh, Clooney can't overcome this wave. Was it? The, <laughs> <laughs> it was like that movie the the day after. Like uh like we're like uh, oh the, what, the from northern, the eighties the whole northern hemisphere like froze over because it was like the it was a nuclear war. No, 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 it was, it was, uh, no, it was, yeah, that, it, was. No, it was from like 2004. Oh, uh, not yeah, the day after from the 80s. Right? Yeah, yeah, oh, no, what no, a, I so forgot. You're, yeah, you're a baby. Yeah, 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 you don't well, even I'm, remember I'm the baby. 80s. Come on. I, I was born in the 80s. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you I don't like, remember much of the 80s, but I like the electronic music. You think you would have been raised in the 80s. Yeah, but, you know, good for Desir. But whatever happened in Texas, it was very similar to that, I mean, everything was like complete. That that's that never happens in Texas. No, you know when I think of Texas, I've, I've, it's like I've it happening never, here. I've never exactly, but I've never. And they're even a little, they're a little bit further south than us too. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. for that to happen in Texas, I mean, that was pretty crazy. So good for him and helping out his community. Yeah, that was some that crazy. Was, it was yeah. like I think at some point, not last week, week before, I think it was like three fifths of the U.S. was like. Yeah. either below freezing or had yeah. snow on the ground, Global something like warming that. Warming my ass. And here in Southern California, I was like, I don't see any. Yeah, I was I mean, like, like, wait, it looks, it seems okay here. Yeah, right now it's about sixty degrees yeah, it seems, outside, and it's, it's like, what's, uh, what's up with the rest of the country? About ten o'clock at night, still six degrees. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's just you know one of these weather events we're having that uh, you know we didn't used to have, and yeah. life like goes this on. Year, wind, obviously, well, the wind, yeah. it's not windy right now. But I mean, the canopy's not flapping above us, which is great. You can't hear it in the mics, um, but. Man, I, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that shit. I, yeah, you know, was, I, I would expect it on the East Coast, you know, northern part of the country, but in Texas, yep, of all places, for that to happen. Yeah, people yeah. burning their like closet doors and yeah, furniture, like dining room table, yeah. you know, to try to keep warm. You know, 
we'll I'll, have to, I'll, yeah, they'll have to I, be I, pre- better prepared for the next I time this happens. Weather. I mean, when it's under sixty, I'm I'm freezing. Oh like, yeah, you would have been you would have been I, long. You would have been on the freeway right out of there. Yeah, I, I well yeah, <laughs> I, I would have I gone further south wherever it's warmer. You know, take me there. I would have seen you in El Paso at the border, like you know, I'm on my way. I'm on my way to whatever the you know Tijuana or whatever is on the on the other side of the border there. Yeah, wherever it's warmer, that's where I want to be. All right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben. It's already. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's on me. I yeah. forgot. Oh, it's okay. To play. It's okay. I love lead I lo- out music. I love hearing it. As I was thinking about driving through, I think it's, uh, I want to say Nogales is on the other side of El Paso. Is it? I have no and idea. And you could drive down through, get to some warm weather, get to some. Nice blue water, some margaritas, some, you know, sitting on the beach, some eating some beautiful, beautiful oh, seafood nice. right by be the nice. water in warm weather. Please let that happen at some point in the next few months. I'm begging you, world. I really need to get out of, you know, get out of California. I know nobody wants, well, and not for the same reason that everyone else is getting out of California, allegedly. I just need to get out of California to somewhere else. Yeah, anywhere. I'm, I'm looking for I'm looking for a nice vacation, vacation. to Washington State. <laughs> I'm like I hear the apples are great this time I'm, of year. I'm not looking. <laughs> I wouldn't look forward to that. I would take it. I would take Washington State. It's, cold, it's colder. Up there. I would happily go to uh, Yuma, Arizona, right now, and just chill yeah, no, uh, uh, no, anywhere but here. I, no, I, I, you know, I, I would go to the dirty, dirty right now. I go to San Diego. Just hang out, San, Di- San Diego, bro. Uh, it's too close. <laughs> it's too. It's too familiar. I need someplace that's not familiar. Uh, Friday was next up on the big board. Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is our shot of the week. Already? It's already a shot of the week. Can you believe that? I mean, we usually talk about the games and everything and, and the recap, and it, you know, it takes a while to get to this portion of the show during the regular season, but now we're already here. We're about an hour in, and it is the drinking portion of the show. And you're going to taste some insects later. I will not taste some insects later. Oh, did I mention that? I didn't mention it, but we have some jerky. We have some python, python jerky. Jerky. We have some edible ants. Yep. We have some edible. What is it? Not grubs, but uh, mealworms. Mealworms, which look disgust. <laughs> I mean, it's it, just looking. It's at, in all of your canned. Foods. Looking at the packaging, it's like it's gag inducing. I, I just I can't. Uh, for, I don't. I don't like them American, in general. Maybe. When they're just moving around, it's. Uh, I can't. And there's some crickets. Not, and there's some crickets in yeah, there. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not tasting any of that except for the, maybe the python jerky. And I don't know if we want to taste everything tonight. I mean, we can we can maybe taste maybe the python jerky because you're the one that's going to be tasting the ants and all the other shit. I'll taste one of them. I'll taste yeah. you. You pick one which ant. You, no, I'll taste either the crickets, the ants, or the mealworms. You pick. Yeah. Okay. The mealworms. All right. All right. You're, you're gonna oh, they the look mealworms. good. They look yeah, good. No, they don't. Um, <laughs> and so the shot of the night is another spicy shot. Like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, we've had a lot of sweet shots, which are great. But me and Ben actually Ben enjoys the spicier shots more and uh you know to, we're kind of running out of uh ideas you know in, in naming the shot this was inspired by the contract renegotiation for ben rosensberger and as we had earlier in the season that hot streak by the steelers going 11 and 0 we were putting spicy shots together and since this is a steelers inspired shot we're gonna go with that spicy route once again and we have the big ben spicy margarita and in the shot we have the mango chili margarita mix and it is organic by the way just throw that out there uh along with some patron in there with a little bit of lime juice and a little bit of cholula with some tahine on the rim and i'm sure your mouth is watering it is watering Franny, how did you come up with the shot what what 
What inspired your concoction this you know, week? And we, and we have to tell our listeners that are new to the show. Just like the Steelers. That Friday does this every single week. He concocts a new shot, sometimes partially borrowed, but most of the time, mm -hmm. this yeah, shot last. is from his own just expertise in mixology and drinking, generally speaking, but he After has a mixology degree from Thurston Gold <laughs> Podcast. And University. Yeah, Thurston Gold University. Uh, join now. Online <laughs> classes starting in the spring. Uh, but he, he does this every single week, so please give him credit that he deserves for doing this. No, yeah, but I mean, this was, you know, I, I, just, I was thinking of putting together a spicy shot only because of, you know, the run of sweet shots. And I know you're probably annoyed by it, Ben. And so I just wanted to put something spicy together. So when I went to Total Wine today, I was looking at some mixers that I can use to sort of, you know, concoct this spicy shot. And this was perfect. The mango chili margarita mix. We've had other margarita mixes in the past, but this one is, an and you can actually see the spices in the shot. Like you can, you can see the pepper or whatever is in there in the shot, the chili, just all the little, all the little pieces in there, just kind of floating around. It's, 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 it's a beautiful looking shot. It's a good looking shot. You can find it on our Instagram and on our Twitter. Ben, your shot is right there. It has Ooh. the tahini on I mean, the rim. I know like how much you love the tahini. I do. I do. Well, I mean, last week was, what, like 400 calories? Uh, give yeah, or probably, take yeah, in that yeah. shot. We, yeah. We, it was chocolate and stuff in there but delicious oh it was very delicious yeah. i just you know i had to go for my pre-diabetes check on monday just to make sure yeah exactly uh but Your this one looks amazing yeah this one looks nice i mean it's, it's a nice yellow color ben you came up with the name of the shot we sort of try to tie it into you know what's going on in the football season right now because there's no i mean there's i mean what's what's coming up which holidays are really coming up right now in, uh, Mar in March, I, mean, I don't in know. March, there's really not. I mean, you know, you know, you usually tied into like a holiday or something going on the football season, but now we're in the off season. Well, it's uh, so start of the league year on March 19th. A, a little bit of a stretch for this one, yeah. the naming of it, but I think I, I think it's appropriate. Oh, suckers in Seattle. That would have been another one. Uh, yeah, but I would have put it together like a like green or a, no, a sweet and sour shot yeah, for yeah, that yeah. one because Russell Wilson seems so sweet. But now he's soured on everybody. That that will be next week's yeah, shot yeah, yeah. right there. Suckers in Seattle. Here we go. Let's do it. Cheers, Ben. It's Friday's All right. shot. It's Friday's shot. Oh, I taste the Patron. I taste, yeah, I, the, I taste the spicy margarita mix. I should have added. I taste the tahini. I taste the lime. More, a little more lime. Maybe a little more lime would have made this shot ideal. But Ooh, you think? Mm -hmm. I think it's just about perfect. And one of them I added a little bit extra lime. Maybe you got the one that had a little bit extra lime juice in it. I would want a little bit more lime. <laughs> 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 no, but that was uh, it. Was good. It was good. I mean, it was, it was my own concoction. I didn't scour the interwebs, you know, to find um, the tubes. Yeah, the tubes. <laughs> you see, you it's know. moving through the tubes, and then <laughs> and then it gets to a bottleneck in the tube. And the information can't flow. <laughs> you know, to find inspiration, I just kind of put this one. Doris, together. I can't get on the tubes. On my on my own. And um, man, that tahini tastes really good with that. Because you had a little bit of the lime juice on the rim, add the tahini on there. Man, that is really good. Actually. Mm, mm, that's really tangy, good. sour. Mm. I think you might have to start a bar. Open a bar. I think so. At the, you know, when COVID, you know, when we're completely out in the normal world, mm -hmm. whatever that might look like. In the near future, hopefully. Frane's Funky Cold Medina. <laughs> uh, 
I don't know if I have that much skill. Just yet. You do. You do. That's, well, you have the management skill. You know, you just have to come up with the yeah. drinks. I don't know if I have the management skill either. But oh, uh, it's I'll, easy. I'll to come up with it. It's easy to learn. Unfortunately, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll hire you. I'll hire it's, you. It's, it's, Unless you have four other bars lined no, up. No, I don't. <laughs> like Russell Wilson. <laughs> no, no. But management is the most overrated job on the planet, next no. to maybe something that's actually dangerous. If you're, if you're good at it, like you are, Ben. I would have worked there. Yeah, it just yeah. it sucks for every it sucks for the manager, but everyone else's life is a little bit better. Well, so you, I guess you, that's the small price you to pay. You manage right? this podcast pretty well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. Like, you're like the manager of this. Can you send me the pictures? Can you send me the pictures? Where are the pictures, motherfucker? Where the pictures? Send me those pictures right now. You're fired. He's like, oh, I didn't send you the pictures. Like 15 minutes later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you, uh, did you, did you, I'd like to finish this shit up, like so I could have a drink. And it's like passive, <laughs> passive aggressive. <laughs> Remember those pictures that I talked about not too long ago? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah um, like, if if you could, if you, you could see. kindly send me those pictures. <laughs> yeah, you see, you're standing up over there by the fire. I'm in front of the computer. Yeah, yeah. I might be wait. I might be I'm, waiting I'm, for I'm, something. So I I'm can stand editing. up too. I'm editing this podcast and you're over there relaxing. <laughs> I'd like to stand up, but I can't because I don't have the pictures. Friday, what's next up on the big board? I know what's going on in your mind. Why are, like, you're like glaring over at me. And I'm just thinking like, you know, like, hey, what's up, bro? I'm like, you took the pictures like three hours ago. You know? <laughs> but I did send them. I, I did send the pictures already. I'm going to have to send the beer one because we haven't tried the beer yet. But uh, the beer one, I will yeah, say it is to you. A little, yeah, it is definitely a, it's a little passive aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, like when I say, like, you'll look for the beer picture on Wednesday <laughs> of next week. Hey, it's up there. You know, I, I like to space them out, you know, because, you know, we're, it, it's off season right now. I don't have to rush to put it up there because this news will still be fresh on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday. Well, not so, when Russell Wilson is traded on Monday. He's not going to be traded, though. It's well, it's inevitable. It's, it's ine- <laughs> That's didn't you see the about. headline on Twitter? Yeah. Inevitable. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe next, next year. year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love the, the, the it when word, they say it's inevitable. Yeah, the word inevitable is thrown around way too often. Yeah, it's like Elon Musk. Is, it's inevitable that he will have a, a fully self-driving car that you will not have to pay attention to at all. It's inevitable. 2028. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so look for it soon. All right, Friday. What's in a next, dealership next, near you? <laughs> next up on the big board. Hey, although that dealership experience that we had when oh, you Tesla? picked up yours. Man, I'll never go back to another I, I, dealership. I've, I have never, I have never had a class after you know purchasing a vehicle. Like they have a whole class set up. I mean, they have a car. You know, like oh, a, that's like right. A, you went yeah, for me yeah, when uh, I picked yeah, it up. I was there. Yeah, we, I had to take you over there so you can pick. Always up your car. be charging. Yeah, always be ABC. <laughs> no, ABC. It's, it's not always, always be closing. Always be charging. Always be char- <laughs> it's the anti, you know, whatever that guy's name was from uh, uh, Jordan Belfort yeah. from uh, no, Wolf no, no, of Wall Street. No, it wasn't from Wolf of Wall Street. It was from that movie from uh, that was from the eighties. Oh, was it uh, Glenn Glary? Yeah, yeah, Glenn that, Ross, yeah, that's what it was from, I believe. Yeah, yeah. See, you should remember that movie. I do. I should remember. That was a great movie. That was a great movie. Always be charging. But I mean, they seriously. I mean, they had like an entire class. Where people stand around this like model vehicle, and I'm I'm surprised they have a chalkboard over there, and just like there's so many instructions for this car, I've never had that sort of experience ever. Like, well, until you buy the Tesla and, um, well, I in another I year or two, I cannot, inevitable. It's inevitable. It's inevitable that you buy a Tesla in 2030. Uh, if you, you know. get into the crypto space, you'll be buying a Tesla before you know it. If Elon Musk mentions a crypto, <laughs> I'm buying that crypto, whatever it is. Those you got to buy it the whatever. day before. Yeah. He, he, let, let us know. When you mention something on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Beforehand, please. Yeah. Well, Friday's going to get him on the show. Yeah, so exactly. It's, just, uh, yeah, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. <laughs> it's inevitable. <laughs> Joe Rogan followed by Elon Musk or, yeah, or yeah. vice versa. It's inevitable. By episode 293. <laughs> uh, fair. Hey, yeah. if you, I think you could probably pull that off. Yeah, maybe. I think. At least one of them. It's inevitable. <laughs> <laughs>
I love Twitter. Oh my god. Breaking. <laughs> Deshaun Watson trade talks on hold. Breaking. Nothing happened. Inevitable. Friday, what's next? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our distillery history. Oh. Talking about Balmore. Oh, Balmore yes. We're going to break Balmore. down the, you know, for all of you folks out there, we love you all very, very much. Uh, we wanted to break down some of the distilleries on the beautiful, beautiful south. I think it's like southwest island of Islay, yeah. where some of our favorite scotches come from. Uh, last week we did Ardbeg, and this week we're going to do, I think it's called, I, I think I pronounce it Bomori. Yeah, something like that. I believe. And my uh, the history of Ardbeg Distillery was very long. I mean, in English, it's Balmore. It, uh, but, Balmore. In, uh, but in Scottish. Like, I think it might be Balmore. Uh, it's, it's Balmore. <laughs> so last week was very long, so I'm going to make it a little bit shorter for everybody. This week, more for Franny, because he, he gives me passive-aggressive uh, little gl- glances over top that. of the microphone. I don't do that. After about 15 minutes of me just talking endlessly, I'm kidding. He doesn't do that, but I, I would just, do I'm, it. I'm, I, I'm pounding on my watch. But I would I'm do it on my I, wrist. I would do it to me. Ben, come on. <laughs> you know, are you going going back into the 1400s with you know about the how the peat was actually you know came to grow on the island in the first place? Hey, it's the oldest distillery in Isla. <laughs> yeah, do you want to do you want to read it? No, no, no. You, you do it. You do it. Uh, do an excellent job with that. Uh, the Balmore Distillery, the oldest distillery on Islay and among the oldest in Scotland. Balmore was founded in 1779 in the heart of the town of the same name, the island's capital. It is the second biggest selling whiskey on Islay and produces a medium peated malt with a character that has varied over the years. Balmore is one of the handful of distilleries in Scotland, which has which malts some of its own barley, still producing 30% of its needs on site, unlike Ardbeg, buying that shit from offshore. Uh, Along with this... Excellent. <laughs> I know. Keep buying it. It does both long and short fermentations, 48 and 100 hours, and matures much of its whiskey on the island. Its warehouses sit low on the shore and include the famous number one vaults, probably the oldest maturation warehouses in Scotland, which sits below sea level, creating a unique maturation environment. These factors combine to give Bamore whiskey its distinct character. Spirit from the 1950s, 60s, and early 70s, it's known is known for its tropical fruit character and is sought after by both fans and collectors. In the 70s and 80s, the distillery became known for a more floral whiskey characterized by a taste similar to Parma Violet Sweets, which divides whiskey drinkers. Spirits distilled in the 1990s has returned to the fruitier character of earlier years, and distill distillery continues to carve out its own flavorsome niche. The spirit character, the new make of Bamori has incredibly fruity character and only a light smokiness. The barley taken from its own malting floor, which commercial malt bought in from industrial or with uh, brought from its own malting floor with commercial malt brought in from industrial maltings is peated to around 25 ppm. I learned about that from thank you wikipedia meaning that white smoke is evident or while smoke is evident it's not unusually powerful Mm -hmm. spirit produced in the 1980s often has a heavily perfumed parma violet note note while the spirit produced during the 1960s and 70s is characterized with an s by an elegant tropical fruitiness a style that the distillery has returned has been returning to since the early 1990s Mm -hmm. what do you think about the history of bamore no i mean it's pretty interesting and it is true though i mean with, with with um with the Balmore or Balmore. Um, I, I think I, it's I, probably I, Balmore. Yeah, with the Balmore. Um, but I did have some of the Balmore 10 on, uh, it was last week, Friday, 
I, I had the Lagavulin in 16 first. And that one has a lot of the smokiness and the and That's about as good as it gets. And then you have the Balmore 10, which is a little bit lighter, more, you know, sippable for a longer duration of time. Uh, but a little it, sweeter. It, 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 is, it is a little bit sweeter too. So you really notice the differences between, you know, one distiller and the other. But it is true with the Balmore you still get the peatiness, you still get the smokiness, but it's a little more subdued than maybe some of the other Isla scotches, like the Ardbegs, like the Lagavulin, uh, like the uh, Port Charlotte. Ooh. That one is, yeah. I mean, you know, the the, the Port Charlotte is... is um, I think it's from Brooklyn today. Uh, it, uh, yeah, Brulidic. Brulidic. Yeah, I can't remember how you... I think it's Brooklyn. I think it was a... Brooklyn day, Brooklynish. I, I, you know what? I mean, we, we, we. I looked up the, all the pronunciations. Yeah, you know what? But Pro, the pronunciations are out the window. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, people know what we're talking about. If if you know Islas, you know what but we're talking Balmore about. But the Balmore is gone. The one that we but had is long gone. It, it is gone. It is long gone. But if you want to be introduced to the Isla Scotches, I think that is a good introduction to them. And if you want, you more don't want to start with the wee beastie. More smoke, yeah. And maybe not the wee beastie, but you know that's a great introduction to those style. That or that style of scotch. Yeah, if you, if you're one that goes down the steps into the pool, as opposed to someone who jumps in off the diving board, like you. definitely start with the Balmore. Yeah, no, for I sure. agree. Yeah, I agree. It's a, it's a it's a great scotch, great history there. Yeah, I just I mean I just I'm shocked. I mean, there's only nine distilleries, mm-hmm. uh, Brooklyn Day or however you pronounce it. They make Port Charlotte and a couple others. Uh, there's a brand new distillery that we'll talk about in a couple of few weeks. It does hasn't even produced yet, but there's only I mean this this island that makes all of these. You know, world-renowned peated scotches, uh, smoky scotches. There's only nine of them in the world and nine of them on this island. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, pretty and cool. So many offerings, too, you know, from each distiller. They have their own, you know, they, like the Ardbeg. I mean, it's like the, the Cory Reckon and uh, the Wee Beastie and, you know, they just... they and just the Oogadal. And the Oogadal. I mean, and the Anoa. I mean, they, I mean, you know, the Balmore. I don't... They have the... Uh, okay. Is it like their double... I mean, they also have their own offerings oh, that, yeah. they, that they come up with as well. But it is true, though. I mean, you, you can definitely taste the subtle differences in each distiller. And But I think Balmore, for anybody that's first starting with an Isla Scotch, that's probably a good one to jump into first. Oh, for sure. I mean, the Legavolin 16 is probably like the gold standard for affordable versions. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's but I don't know if I'd start boxing. with it. Yeah, I don't know if I would start with that. That that one really does hit you with the peat and the smoke and everything. And it kind of, you know, it... it, it it kind of throws you off a little bit, like the Ardbeg 10, when you first brought that over. The Ardbeg 10 was like our first introduction, really, to the Isla Scotches. Oh, yeah, you were thrilled. that one. You were I mean, thrilled. I wasn't thrilled You gave first. me the side eye on that I one. I wasn't thrilled at first, but now, you know, once you, once you, you know, get that flavor for it, like, you, you just, you just, you love it. Like, you, you want to go back to it consistently. Oh, you know, for sure. Like other Scotches become kind of boring after the Isla's. Yeah, I mean, same with the bourbons to the rise. We were drinking the bourbons, 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 and then we went to the rise, and we're like, ooh, yeah, it's spicy. It's more, to, a little you know, bit more flavor, a little more you punch. Acquire it, you acquire the taste, and you want more, more of it. it. Yeah. So, but the Belmore, great introduction. Absolutely. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our beverage ooh, of the yeah. week, which is the Bullet Bourbon Blenders Select. And what made you decide on the Bullet? Bourbon blender. You know, we've, we've had uh, I can't remember which bullet bourbon we had on the show. I think it was like their base bourbon that they have. Which yeah, is, like the know, one you get in the yeah, it's like they, they have in most places, it's like 20, 30 bucks or so. Uh, but this one is actually highly rated too. 
Uh, you know, I, I was actually reading an article on Google, and I, I, I don't remember which website it was from, but a lot of people poo-poo the Bullet Bourbon because it's one of like the newer sort of uh, you know distillers. Yeah, Happy Man Winkle's only been around for like thirty yeah. years or forty it's, years. It's, it's become popular very quickly, and you know a lot of bourbon drinkers out there are not a huge fan of the Bullet Bourbon line. Uh, but this one is actually highly rated, and the flavor of this one is respected more so than maybe some of the other ones. Yeah, I can't wait to try this one. We haven't had a bourbon in I don't know how many weeks. It's been a while. We had a lot of bourbons early on, uh, but this is the, one of the first bourbons I think we've had maybe in... It's been quite a few weeks. 12, 16 weeks, something yeah, like that. it's been a long time since we've had a bourbon on the show. Yeah, we were pretty, pretty scotch-heavy there I've for a while. I've been losing a lot of bets recently where I had to bring a scotch over. Oh, yeah, I got to yeah. grab that, uh, which is the one, that the 18, the uh, Belvedere? 21. Oh, the Belvedere 21. 21. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we got to bring that one out. Yeah, that's, that's a good that's one. That's your post-production uh, scotch I feel, right I feel there. bad drinking it. I want to wait for a special occasion, you know? This is every, every Like a podcast. snowstorm in Texas or something. Every podcast is a special <laughs> occasion, man. Like, like when the power goes out in L.A. because we, uh, we're under a foot of snow, that's when, that's when I'll bring it out. Uh, this is the Bullet Blender Select. It's a limited edition, 100-proof bourbon that selectively mingles three of the 10 distillates used in their flagship bullet bourbon. These three distillates are each aged for a minimum of nine years. Hand-selected from more than 100 distinct liquids, this blend was painstakingly crafted by our blender, Ebony Major, to achieve a unique taste profile that is distinctively bullet in character. Yeah, I don't know why people poo-poo the bullet. It's old. It's only available in. It's not available in many states at all. Uh, <laughs> the Bullet Blender Select tasting notes. It's notes of vanilla, vanilla bean, honey, <laughs> vanilla, <laughs> vanilla bean, vanilla and vanilla bean. You know, chocolate and cocoa, chocolate and uh, chocolate notes, chocolate <laughs> and dark chocolate, uh, honey, dried fruit, and toasted oak lead to a smooth, balanced finish with a lingering sweet cream. And fruit wine decadence. Enjoy neat. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Honey, dried fruit, toasted oak, balanced finish. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a glass right there, Ben. There, there, there it is. There it is. There it is. You got to look at about the tubes. the tubes. Cheers to you, Ben. Let's see. Ooh. Uh, it smells nice. It's got a that's, nice nose. That, that's, that, that, is a, that's, that bourbon smells very nice. It's got a nice, nice. Kentucky nose. No, but there's definitely, I could get some fruitness, some stone. I get it. I thought it was stone, orange peel. I thought it was orange. Fruit oh, Lord. The rock fruit? The rock fruit. Exactly. The rock fruit files? The, 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 the boulder fruit right there. <laughs> <laughs> Fred Flintstone grabbing it out of the quarry. I mean, I almost yeah, get, I get, get orange, get, like, like orange zest or lemons. Like, yeah, almost an orange or a nice, plum or. Nice bit of, uh, you know, honey vanilla like you usually get from, you know, the bourbon. Oh, but there's yeah. that nice bit of, uh, Stone fruit in there too. There's like there's, there's, a, there's a nice fruit. bit of of like fruity notes that come through on the nose, but it smells. I mean, it smells delicious. It's, it smells really nice. Definitely get the honey, the vanilla. Mm-hmm. I get a little oak in there. It, it's a little mm-hmm. bit. It's a little bit. The oak's a little bit understated compared to the the fruit and the the, the honey and the vanilla. Mm. Smells fucking delicious. Yeah. Well, who? Why did? Why do people poo poo this? I don't know. Because it's not, it doesn't fit their hipster profile. I guess, maybe. Doesn't come in a flannel bottle. There's no history behind it. Doesn't, it doesn't have one of those hats with the, like, the, with the, you know, the, whatever you call those hats where the back is like all 
Hey, but you you're, floppy. You're, you're, you're growing that hipster beard, though, Ben. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's you true. got a little bit of that hipster beard. I just don't. I can't pull off the rest of the uh, the outfit with the hat and oh, when it's 85 you the, degrees you out. You slicked back hair, too. Uh, Wait, is long hair in or short hair in? I don't even know. I'm not even sure anymore. But cheers to you, Ben. Let's do it. How about the deck, Prescott? <laughs> Good guy. Yeah, he's probably going to open a distillery. Dak Prescott's mm. Texas mash. There's actually a nice bit of spice. Ooh, nice spice. Almost like a, almost like a rice spice at the yeah, end. Like, it, it really bites the back of your tongue. What's but the, what uh, I it is it what's the really on the, uh, does have a nice bit of creaminess on the finish. That's a nice finish too. Mm. What is it? The bullet bourbon. Wait, what is that? Here we go. Steelers 2020, 2021. I was gonna play that, that during the shot, but I was like, it'll probably be you know way too loud for the podcast. Hmm. Yeah, let's check out what the review says. People can't be poo-pooing this. Let's see what it is. That's say. a good bourbon right there. It is a nice bourbon. Tobacco, black cherry. Yeah. That's, there's there's a little bit of sweetness. 4.5 out of 5 on the whiskey not, wash. Not overly sweet, but it has a little bit of sweetness. But I, I what I enjoy about it is that 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 nice spicy prickly finish on the back of your tongue right i mean and it's not harsh for something that's 50 percent alcohol it still goes down very smooth you get those nice you know vanilla notes a little bit of sweetness you know you don't get as much fruitiness in the flavor as you do on the nose but i like that spice on the finish it's almost like my vacation this is my vacation we had, well we had so many scotches and i loved all of them uh but this one it, I mean, it really reminds me of our earlier shows when we were drinking a lot of bourbons mm-hmm. and good bourbons. And this is a really nice bourbon. Yeah. It's a really nice change of pace for us. I mean, we've evolved sort of as the show is. And it's one of the, you know, for the. Well, Friday helped me evolve. For the, I bullet, say. for the bullet line, this is one of the, you know, higher price. It's about 50 bucks, which is still not like overly priced. But, you know, you can get like. Because they make a rye too, I think, right? Yeah, and they have the rye. And the rye's too. not. They're not right, the rye's not that great. That? I don't know if we tried it on the show. The the the, the lower level ride, mm-hmm. whichever one that one is. I think I had one last time I was in Vegas, which feels like twenty years ago. I uh, was trying to find a ride in the regular, you know, regular bars, mm-hmm. and they don't have a ton of them because not that many people drink the rise. Yeah, but this this I mean the creaminess and the spiciness on the finish. It's almost it's it's almost perfect. I mean it's, the mouthfeel like is nice, beautiful. Yeah, I mean it's a beautiful deep rich mouthfeel, sweet. Hit you on the back of the tongue with that spice. Yeah, this the is, color is nice, and you know it's a nice dark, dark copper. Yeah, it is. But where'd you rate this, Ben, on our Thurston Goal rating scale of uh, of For our bourbons? browns or beverages in general? I'd probably give this one a probably about a nine on this uh, for a bourbon. Yeah, yeah, I would give this. Uh, I would say an eight. See, eight. at least we diverge. I was yeah, going to yeah. give it an eight, but I'm like, you know what? It's, de- it's good. It's no, this good. Is, this is definitely something that you want to come back to. It, it's this definitely nice better one. than a, than the wild turkey <laughs> or the Jim Beam rye. Well, well, thank God. Is it better than the Jim Beam rye? Yeah, yeah, it is. I, I would say so. Yeah. Or the Jim Beam bourbon, straight bourbon. It's a nice smell, and it's all the way through. Like you said, it has, it has a really nice, creamy, you know, thick mouth feel. I'd really love to taste it. Finishes with that little bit of spice on the end. There's that little bit of harshness as well, but mostly the spice. I'd love to taste this next to like the Pappy, whatever, the 10 or the 12. Mm. But you still, 
you know, hundreds of dollars if you can yeah. find it. I think it's a hundred dollars retail mm-hmm. MSRP, but I don't think you could find it for anywhere near that. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to compare the two. Yeah, you know, blind. Like I think we should do like uh, like our best bourbons that we've tried on the show, and then find someone that we know that has a bottle of Pappy or a bottle of one of these. You know, there's another bourbon that 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 sells for a ridiculous amount of money over retail that I think just released a batch. See if we can find someone that has those two and just give us a tiny little bit in a mason jar mm-hmm. so that we can do a taste test and see how those, you know, because spending $1,000 on a bottle of bourbon seems well, ridiculous, insane to me. Mm-hmm. Maybe on a bottle of scotch, you know, like a 21, 24-year-old scotch that's just a beautiful, complex, you know, flavor profile. It's good. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what really differentiates this one is just that that creaminess. It has a very nice sort of creamy finish. I mean, look at it on the glass. In the mouth. Yeah. I mean, it's it's that's what I like about this one. I mean, it's 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 definitely an interesting one and uh, you know, I see why it is highly rated compared to some of the other bourbons that we've had on the show. Oh, for sure. And I and I would drink this you know, next party we have, mm-hmm. next get together we have. I could grab that and drink that just as much as I could grab, you know, one of the art bags and drink it. It's maybe, it's, maybe yeah, not the, maybe no, not. No, maybe not. Maybe but not. If, but right now in the moment, in the moment, I'm so happy to be drinking a bourbon for, it's been a long time since we had a really good bourbon on the show. Mm-hmm. And I would put this in that category yeah, of, of a good bourbon. Yeah, that's a good one. Eight and nine. Yeah, exactly. Out of 10. All right, Friday, what's next about a big board? Next up, Ben, we have, should we, should we start tasting the jerkies or the... Uh, yeah, what's next? So beer? We have the beer and we have the jerkies as well. So let's maybe let's cleanse our palate with a little bit of Python jerky. That's some crickets. Because it's been sitting there for quite a while now. And we've been, I mean, we just, I don't know, we, for some reason, we forget about it. Um, but I, I think we should probably do the jerky first. All right, you want to take a quick let's break? Let's take a quick break. And then we'll and then come we'll, back. We'll, we'll try the jerky, cleanse our palates, and then, you know, do the beer. And then maybe an insect. Oh, I can't wait <laughs> to taste that insect. Yeah, I'm not tasting Hold shit. tight, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, and you are listening to Hamburg Radio 101. <laughs> I mean, morning. <laughs> man, I love these bumpers tonight, man. I, I really do feel like I'm doing like a radio show in Europe. I feel like I'm in Sweden and we have like the next greatest like, uh, I don't know, hip hop star or pop star in Sweden. But man, I love these bumpers. Yeah, I was trying to find something like that was the, a little bit like more it's, up it's your it's alley so very, that, to mix with the other ones. It is very EDM tonight with the bumpers, though. I love it. I mean, I don't know if you like it, but I do. Yeah, I mean, I was I searched around. Yeah, I found something you know, I, I, completely licensed and everything. You know, yeah, we, yeah. We, I paid for the license, course, so it's yeah. completely legal. But I like that bumper. I like the last couple of bumpers. The other EDM one, this EDM one. That's that's uh, I like them. So I'm gonna use these bumpers for all of yours. So for the shot <laughs> and for the some of the Browns uh, for any sh- any segment that is essentially a Frane led segment, we will use these bumpers for all of those yeah, I segments. Could, I could definitely listen to that whole song if there was a whole song of that right there. Oh, not just a I, I think it's not that hard to make yeah, a full pro- song yeah, of that. No, I think sure you just hit not. I think you just hit, you know, program play longer. <laughs> like I don't I don't think just it's an entire loop of that right well, there. Well yeah, some of your guys uh your folks retired this week, right? We, what those uh the guys with the hats? Wait who? Uh some DJs with uh they were like the DJs and they wore like these big not the not the mouse guy. Oh, okay. But there were yeah, two yeah. that there were the two of the like world famous like DJs, uh, EDM guys. I'm trying to yeah, I don't know. Like, they, uh, they, they probably retired at like thirty. <laughs> you know, you retire 
when you're like 30 years old as in as as a DJ. Yeah, they yeah, I guess they retired. Unless you're like, like Tiesto and you're like you're still doing it. Keep it doing it forever. Yeah, hell, I would. I have a buddy who Actually, doesn't you know what? I have a buddy who does it in Tokyo and I, he I, just he's been making a living. Man. He's like a 46-year-old you know DJ. I'm going to have to get into DJing. This, this that seems like a lot of fun. Well, cuz I, I listen I, I listen to the tracks I'm like, okay, there's a bunch of songs mixed together. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. I mean, I, I guess can do this. I, I guess it's where you mix the songs and like uh, it's something I can it do. It doesn't for sure. seem all that complicated, but I'm probably wrong. All right, Friday. Uh, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna taste? And why we, are we gonna taste it? Well, I mean, it is the off season right now, and so we have to find more things for ourselves to do since we don't talk about the games anymore. There's not a 16 game schedule to talk Luckily, about. Luckily, Russell Wilson will keep our palates full. Oh yeah, for sure. And so, uh, you know, we usually have our you know, drinking portion of the show where we have our shot, we have our beverage, we have our beer of the week, but now we can sort of mix in some food. And Ben, you've gotten some very interesting food for us. Uh, a few weeks back, we did try the alligator jerky, which is what you got me for, it was Christmas, right? It was, it was part of my Christmas yeah, gift. So. It was part of the gag gift, but it wasn't bad. It, it wasn't bad. It actually tasted like, well, like chicken jerky almost. It was, it was like, you know, it tastes like chicken. Uh, and so tonight, well, you have a couple of different insects to try, uh, but you also have this python jerky, which has been sitting around for a few weeks now. Aging. It's, it's been aging. And uh, here, actually, you know, here, take a little bit of that right there, Ben. Oh, boy. Yeah, there, there's there's the python jerky. I, and I'm looking at the, the price kinda, tag on there. It's 20, nice. it's 20 bucks for that python oh, jerky right there. Oh, shit. I didn't, even, shipping, I didn't realize I left Plus the, shipping and handling. Well, hey, that. Man, beef, you, beef jerky in the supermarket is like is like, that's true. It's like 10 bucks. That's true. I mean, I guess you pay a little bit more for Jerky's for, overpriced. For, for, for Python. And I think it is a little bit overpriced. Yeah. Uh, so tonight, uh, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to try some food and uh, we're going to give it a little bit of a taste test. We have the Python jerky and you have some of these. Um, what are they? They're the uh, smoky barbecue mealworms, which you're also going to try. I'm not going to try that shit. Come I, on. I, I, can't, I can't even look at it. It's I, half it's, the world eats this stuff. I, I don't. I don't care, man. I just looking at that. Little, you know, like the ants with the dipping stick. Little worms in there. Uh, the the ants will try maybe next week. But you'll but you'll try those. No way. No. I'm it's not, just I'm ants. Not, I will try. I will try jerkies, but I am not going to. And then I'm going to get mealworm jerky. <laughs> That's pretty much what that is. That's that is what. Would that you is. try mealworm jerky if I got Th- it? That's pretty much what that is. But if I if I was able to find it, I don't know if it exists. Probably but not. Would, but would you try it? All right, fine. All right, fair enough. I'm, so I'm just gonna get <laughs> not, it cricket exist, jerky, mealworm well, they're, jerky. They're gonna, they're gonna put it in a blender and blend up mealworm. Yeah, and then press it, sort of, it like it, press, press tofu. It, yeah. <laughs> well, let's try this, Ben. I have a little bit of the python jerky right here in my hands. You have a little bit right there too. Oh, that's all you're gonna try. I don't. This I'm, is like a Tylenol size it's not piece a, of jerky. It's, it's not a meal. It's it's a taste test. Oh, good lord! Where's your spittoon? <laughs> Ding! All right, well, you want to try it? Oh yeah, let's give us a, let's give it a shot. Ah. Hmm. Very chewy. It is chewy. Very chewy, but very salty. Ooh, spicy, peppery. But the flavor is, I mean, it tastes like regular jerky almost. Yeah, it's not bad. There's actually, yeah, there's not much to it. I mean, it's, it's. You know, I was expecting, I don't know, how does a reptile taste? I guess like this. And we had the alligator jerky, it kind of tastes similar to this. Yeah, the only thing I would say is it's very, very chewy. It's, it's, the it's alligator jerky chewy. was nice. I mean, you could bite right through it. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah, yeah, that's true. This one, you kind of really have to like tug at it with your teeth. I feel like I'm eating cartilage. Hmm. Yeah, I mean the fact that I know that it's a snake, a big snake. Uh I mean it's like 
I, I, I'm not going to grab another piece right there. Oh, just knowing what it is. But it was nice what to try. Do you think a chicken is sexy? Well, no, but I'm used to eating chicken, I guess. I'm not used to eating snake. Nope. Mm. It's still chewing. It's just it's really chewing. chewy. Uh-huh. But what about the flavor? What do you think about the flavor? I mean, the flavor... I you, like the flavor. You can't really... High in protein. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, there's almost no fat on it. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, you can't bite through it. Even mm-hmm. if you have, you know, the teeth of a 36-year-old, you can't <laughs> bite through it. Yeah, but it's interesting. I mean, it's... I can't say it's really snaky or anything like that. It's, it's just... Uh, I don't know. It just tastes similar to what a regular jerky would taste like, except it's extremely chewy. Like, you could barely even bite into that right there. I just, I wonder why it's so tough. Hmm. Maybe because there's very little fat? Probably. I'm guessing. Everyone try these mealworms? No, you try the mealworms. So, that was interesting. All right. You know, the, the, the python jerky, that's something that you don't eat every day. You don't, you know... You don't usually bite into a snake unless you're Bear grills, but that was good. I mean, it was it was good. I mean, I'm not going to go back for seconds, but that was. Oh, I would finish that pack. That was. I mean, well, there's not much to. I mean, for you know, for twenty bucks, there's really not that many pieces of this jerky in here. Oh, that's a big piece of jerky right there. Look at that. I mean, that's going to take you forever to bite through that one last piece right there. Just looking at yeah, the pythons are like, you know, they're over. Florida's overrun with them. Yeah, might as well eat them. I can't. Can you open that? Yeah, let me see. I can't even uh, my 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 old eyes can't even find the 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 way to open that package. Let's see, oh there it is, there it is. At least give it a smell. I mean, it basically smells like um, like a like barbecue seasoning. That's pretty much what it what it smells like. Exactly. Yeah, but I don't want to eat worms. It's not a worm. It's a mealworm. <laughs> what are you going to make? Make a meal? No, no you, you you eat that, Ben. <laughs> just tastes like, it actually just tastes like barbecue. Like chips? Oh, you took a handful right there. Yeah, it just tastes like crunchy barbecue chips or something. Uh-huh. That's good. It's got a little protein flavor, maybe a little bit, but a little little game. They're, they're like all of the insides are still there. Like whatever that thing ate. Uh, there's is... no insides in a mealworm. <laughs> it's actually not bad. Hey, you keep on going back for more. Yeah, try some. No, I'm not going to try. Just any... one. I'm not going to try. No, I'm not. Just one. I'm not going to try. Okay, fine. Fuck it. All right. <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not going to look at it. It doesn't not, taste I'm like gonna, anything. I'm not going to look at it. I, oh fuck! I can't even grab one. You're just trying to find just one. Tell me that doesn't taste. It doesn't taste like anything. Actually, yeah, it doesn't really. <laughs> Still, though, just knowing that I'm eating a worm. Yeah, but that's 100% protein. I'm, I'm sure it is. And actually, the flavor is not bad. It's not that bad because it's mostly just the barbecue <clears throat> seasoning that they put on the worm. But it just. Uh, you want some more? You want some more, don't you? It just. It just. Uh, it's just. It's just dried up little worms in that package. Well, they're not actually worms; they're mealworms. So they're uh, larvae. I mean, just it's it's like mind games. <clears throat> I just know what I'm eating. Yeah, but you and, eat chicken, which is yeah. really kind of gross, and beef, which is pretty nice. I mean, it's pretty sexy. Kind of I mean, pretty sexy. I just like thinking about it in my head. Just like those things, little like moving around. 
and knowing the type of worm that it is. But they actually uh, put them in like cornmeal, uh-huh. and they 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 eat nothing but cornmeal or something clean like that, and then I so it cleans their whole system out. Then they they, they eat nothing but cornmeal, and then they take them and and kill them and cook them. Hmm. A little dry, right? I still have a little bit on my tongue. Got a little bit of mealworm on my I'm tongue. I'm just I'm actually disappointed in the, in the seasoning. Why? I mean, is it overly seasoned? I, I thought for it would you? be a little less, you know, it's, a little it's, more. It's, you wanted more of the worm. I wanted and more of the, the worm seasoning? and less of the season. Oh Jesus! I can't wait to try those crickets. Uh, what, did you try one? Uh, I did. Well, actually, yeah. I, I did yeah. try. I did try one. I wasn't enamored. Where are they? The are other they, day, are they inside or are they? Yeah, they're right there. Oh, they're right here. Do you want to? Do you want to try that? All right. <laughs> See, you're not going to get. You're not going to get this under your round the NFL that, podcast. That I'm not. That I'm not going to try. Oh come on. No. Come on! No, I like crickets. Everybody <laughs> likes crickets. <laughs> they're like, they're like the you know, they're like the nice insects. Here, just 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 hold one in your hand. Just hold it in your hand. There you go. What the fuck is that? It's a cricket with no legs, though. Well, no, I mean, they cooked it off. It's just, it's just what's left <laughs> of the cricket. Yeah, that's disgusting. <laughs> you gotta All try right. one. No, no, you eat it. You ready? You, no, you eat it. I'm not. It's mango habanero. Uh-huh. Actually, it's not bad. You should try that. Mm-mm. Come on. No, 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 just no. the one. Nope. Not, just the not, one. Not going to try it. Not going to try it's it. It's actually not bad. I don't trust you. Because you like a lot of things that I, that I don't like. You Like when, when uh, what are those things that you picked off the rock in Croatia and you like cooked them up? Barnacles. The barnacles. Yeah. Ugh. They're so good. No, they're not. Yeah, except for the fact that everyone that grew up there eats them. I don't care. I didn't, I didn't grow yeah, all up those over th- there. <laughs> All right, just try that. It's just one. I'm just not, crunch I, on I, it. I can't. I'm just looking at it. Just looking just at it. Just try it. It's like it's like a cricket. Just it's one. It's it's like literally like a a, 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 a a thousandth of an ounce. It's a cricket pellet. Yeah, but just try it. I'm <laughs> telling you, you won't dislike it. You won't dislike it. No, I I, I, can't, I can't. You can, I can't, you can I can't, do I cannot, it. I can't bring myself to eat a cricket. I can't do it. I can't do it. But look at it. I can't, There's I no know. legs. There's no I head. Care. I know, but it's just uh, I can't do it. I can't. It just looks like a little piece of. Uh, uh, a poop. Let's just look. I can go like this. Oh, uh, oh! You just do, oh, you got the whole tube in your mouth now. Just try it. No, it's just one. If I can do that, you can't eat just one. All right, fine, fine. There fine. we go. I better not puke. You won't. You won't. It's not that bad. <laughs> you can do it. It's not that you don't tell me that's bad. It's not bad. I'm mean, just knowing what it is. But but tell me the flavor. It's like well, it is spicy. It's a spicy cricket. But it's not bad, right? It's not tell terrible. Me it, it's, it's, it's not terrible. But it's not bad. It's not even. It's not even bad. I'm just knowing what it is and what it was. Uh, uh, but you work out, right? This is 100 percent protein. There's like no fat, all protein. I'm just knowing what it is, though. It was good, though, right? Admit it. I, I, no, I can't say it's good. I mean, it was interesting. But you can't That's say it wasn't bad. You okay, can't say so it was I've, bad. I've, I've tried a, a cricket and a mealworm <laughs> and python drinky. I can't wait to hear you tell your parents that you did that. Uh, uh, I got to eat the rest of this or python. anybody that I ate a cricket and a mealworm. Oh, well, next, you know, I'll tell you, you know, when you, get, when you get married or engaged, I'll, I mean, that'll be the first thing. That'll be my, that'll be my. <laughs> that was in your mouth? My speech at the, at the engagement party. <laughs> It'll uh, be in the little uh, package you put on the on the table. You know what? Yeah, they don't know what it is. I mean, like if you seriously put those crickets on the table and you just put them out as like, um, I don't know, like like chips. a nut bowl. Yeah, like yeah. 
people just probably just grab as like a handful of those and just start eating them without knowing what it is. But I know what it is, and you know it's 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 in my head. I think it's it's more in my head than anything else. Oh, definitely. But it's not bad. I'm mean, just finishing off this python jerky. Mm-hmm. All right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? Ooh, okay. Uh, uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is our beer of the night, which is from Kern River Brewing. It's their just outstanding IPA. And the name says it all, and it says that on the can. Exactly. From up north in Northern California. We'll be right back with the beer of the week. And we back are to the boring back ass bumper <laughs> with our beer of the week. Like I mentioned, it is from Kern River Brewing, and it's their just outstanding IPA. And Ben, I'm sure you have some information for us. I do indeed. This is from the Kern. And the wind River. is picking up right now. Yeah, the wind. If, if you can hear that in the background, our outdoor studio is wafting in the wind, as they say. This is the just outstanding IPA from the Kern. River Brewing Company, way up north in Northern California, I believe. Actually, I can't see where the where it's actually from, uh, but I assume it's from Kern River up north. Uh, the name says it all. Named after a local mountain bike trail, this India Pale Ale balances just enough malt with an abundance of Simcoe and Amarillo hops. We dry hop it, so there is plenty of pine, earth, and floral aroma, kind of like hiking the just outstanding trail if you like ipas hoppy and clean you'll find this one just outstanding available in four packs especially at total wine where you can pick this up and the abv is moderate mm-hmm. at 6.8 percent Franny, what made you decide on this particular beer oh uh, you know just um take a look at the beers that they have on there i, was, I wasn't sure whether to get a um a domestic beer or not, because we've had a domestic beer for the last couple of weeks, but I saw this one sitting on the shelf, and it was rated, I think, a 93 or 94, and we, you know, obviously we love the IPAs, and so I was like, fuck it, you know what, I'm gonna get this one, it looks like it should be good, and that's why I got it, I mean, that, that, there wasn't much thought in, in the whole process of purchasing this one, I just saw a really high rating for this IPA for a decent price, and I said, you know what, fuck it, I'm getting it. It's at the gateway to the Sequoia National Forest, which I assume is in California, but I could totally be wrong on that. <laughs> so forgive us, Kern River Brewing. Your website does not make it readily available that's to nice, us where you're nice from. Bar on the oh, they got a though. beautiful Damn, brew pub up that. there. Maybe we'll go to Kern River. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, take a vacation. <laughs> uh, you know, it's not Washington State, of course, uh, but at least it's Kern River. Uh, but, but what do we have last week? Oh, I'm tra- I'm drinking it right now. The yeah. Sour Monkey Sour Trapel. This was uh, this was a high alcohol ABV on the. I think on the that on one? the victory, right? It was up there like around nine percent or no, something. No, no, this one, actually, I'm not sure. Actually, let me take a look at the bottle right there. This one does it say? And yeah, if you can read that, I'll be impressed. Then I'll I know can. how. Then I'll know your age for sure if you can read that. <laughs> I can read it. I just don't see any. Oh, there's. Oh yeah, it actually, is nine and a half percent alcohol. Yeah, so that one's a little bit higher. It was the one the week before. That was lower. That, that sour ale that was about maybe around 5% or so. But yeah, that's 9.5% alcohol. But that one was a good one. That one doesn't taste like it's 9.5% alcohol. goes down very nice and smooth. But this one, you know, 6. Uh, 6.5 
percent alcohol or six point eight percent alcohol for an IPA. That's yeah, brown standard right there. All right, you want to give it a sniff? Let's give it a sniff, man. But cheers to you. Cheers. And the color is it's a darker sort of hazy. I like it. They have a a hazy IPA too. Yeah. But I like the haze. Looks like it's fresh. Looks Mm -hmm. like it was brewed, non filtered. Oh man, it smells delicious though. It's really citrusy, really hoppy. But will it have the crispness that I'm looking for always? I don't know. I would want a little bit more crispness. I would. A little bit more. But it's almost like there's a little bit of um, there's a little bit of toastiness to it too. Yeah, so it's, it's like the citrusiness, hoppiness, but there's like a little bit of toastiness to it that I'm getting. I'm not sure. A little nutty that. toasty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's give it a shot. Let's see how it tastes. Ooh, that's deep. It is. It is a thick beer, but that's I like a flavorful beer. I like the carbonation on this one. The carbonation uh, really. I would <laughs> want a little bit more crispness. The car- this like this carbonation really pinches the tongue right when it hits it. And it falls all the way through with the thickness. I'm not going to say it has all the crisp crispness to it. Crispness. But it, but it definitely has a nice bit of hoppiness. And oh, it's, it's like a, a thick, hoppy beer. I like it. It's, it's got some pine. It's got some hop. Got some citrus mixed in there as well. It's actually, yeah, I mean, it could use a tad more carbonation. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what it's carbonation. No, actually, I, like, I, like, I like the the carbonation that it does have. Like, it's it's that nice, thick carbonation you don't like the small bubbles yeah this one has like you know i mean you can't really see it in the glass but you can definitely taste it on the tongue but it's it's thick it's not as hoppy as i would have expected yeah i know on the nose it's hoppy when you drink it there's more citrusy notes than the hoppy notes it doesn't have that that pop yeah i know it doesn't hoppy pop Mm -hmm. that you want from the the ipa Mm -hmm. even from our ipa that we brewed Mm -hmm. had a little bit more pop yeah Yeah, but I did expect a little bit more flavor from this one. At least, um, it's a little dry. But, yeah, it's got sort of an overwhelming flavor. I'm not sure if it's the the Simcoe hops. If you like, it's got a. It's. I mean, it's definitely not particularly balanced. You get a lot of that. Well, I think that, I think it's a good IPA for the weather that we're having right now. It's a little chilly outside, but in like warmer weather, the warmer months, this is not something that I would want to sit around at a bar and drink this all day. It seems like, I mean, just the, from the flavor and the thickness and I don't know, just, just the, I don't know, it's, it's almost like a, like, I want to say globby and check It's just like a globby. I don't know. It's like, I, it's, it's, <laughs> I have, it's like, I, don't know, it's I like, have this globby beer. It's, I don't know. What it's am like I going to do with it? It's like, it's like, it's like an interesting, it's, it's an interesting <laughs> thick texture that it has to it. We, we would expect it to have a higher alcohol content than it actually does. You know, like the one that you're drinking right there, the other sour monkey, that one's nine and a half percent alcohol. But it goes down smooth, really smooth, really smooth, and it doesn't really taste like it has a high alcohol content. Where this one, it tastes like it does have a high alcohol content. It's almost like it just has this thick alcoholiness to it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how to how to describe that. I mean, it it, it does have an overwhelming flavor on the on the on your tongue. It, it's almost it's just a, it's the, almost missing. It's a, this the 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 piney citrusy piece. Mm-hmm. It's got the hoppy piece, the bitter but, piece, but yeah. it's sort of missing the, the, the more just, floral piece to it. Yeah, the finisher just has a a thick 
liquidy finish. I don't, I don't, and, and that's not something I'm a big fan of in beers. I like when well, I like when an IPA is clean and fresh. This one is just kind of mm. thick no. and sort of missing that last sort of crisp finish to it. Hmm. I'm surprised. I was I was actually expecting more from this one, a especially with the the high ratings crispness. Yeah, I wonder what they said about it. Hmm. I mean, it goes down pretty easy. It almost makes my it, it makes me salivate. It just makes me want something more from it. I don't know. It's like it's just missing something. There's something missing. I think from it's this the, IPA. The, the the citrusy, mm-hmm. more piney citrusy notes that 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 come right after it hits your tongue. It's missing that that extra piece. Yeah, but even in the glass, it's like kind of thick too. Look at that. <laughs> I don't. It's, it's, I don't know. Just. <laughs> I don't know. There's something about I it. Could, I wish I could redo the motion. He just he's like spinning it around in his glass, trying to get it to stick to the side of the glass. No, it, look at I mean, it. Does have a lot of legs in drop, there. Look drop, at that. Drop some crickets in there. Yeah. No. No. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know. Where would you rate this, Ben, on our Thurston Gold rating scale of beers? I mean, it's it's uh, you know it's it's definitely an IPA. You're getting some of those IPA flavors in there, but it's just missing that last element where you get that those citrusy. It's missing notes that yeah. crispness on the finish and the punch. Yeah, it's just missing like a like we've had some really good IPAs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that one brewery up by Monterey, where my stepdaughter used to live. I can't mm-hmm. remember the name of that brewery, but they, we had a few from there that were so good. Mm-hmm. A couple local ones that were really good. Yeah, this one is it's kind of it's missing the mark uh, a little bit. I'd probably give it about a six. Yeah, see, I was, I was going to say also about a six as well. Um, I was just expecting more from this one with the high ratings uh, on the shelf there at uh, Total Wine. It's fixed. I think so. It's fixed They're at Total Wine. For it. They're paying for it. But I'll take the I'll take the rest of that can. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, can. I'll drink that can. There you go. It's only 6.8%. Even though you have that, that can open plus the bottle of uh, the Victory Sour Monkey. I mean, the Sour Monkey was more enjoyable. Um, yeah, but this I had one, that sour monkey sitting in the cooler all week. So, it's but look how thick it, look, you poured it in the glass. Look how thick that glass is. It's like I mean, it's got a nice it's, head. Like it's 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 globby, right? Uh, <laughs> it's like gelatinous. That's, that is the it's correct. Like gel- it's not gelatinous, but it's it's like it has that sort of look to it. Yeah, it's almost like a Guinness, where you yeah. can just stick your hand right yeah. through the foam. Yeah. I'm not sure. But now that I have it compared to the sour from last week, the victory, uh, the victory is better. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the victory was that was an interesting flavor, and it was it went down a lot. Easier. It was more sippable and more drinkable. And this one just, it's just it's missing through. it's missing the mark. It's just missing the mark. Yeah, you hear that wind coming through? Mm-hmm. That's way too windy now. It's getting too windy. All right. Friday, what's the next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our housekeeping to finish up tonight. Could this be that we are gonna finish two shows in a row? Yeah. Below the two hour mark. Yeah. I am going to have a significant amount of NFL news for the show next week. Probably a yeah. good it's 90 a good minutes of thing. NFL news. It's a good thing you didn't have a ton for tonight because uh, my my head is still clouded from, <laughs> I figured from as much. last night. I figured as much. Uh, like I said, my brain is not working for me right now. Well, but what do you think about Dak Prescott? Oh, let's, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks. Thank you all so much for listening to us today, tomorrow, whenever you listen to this show. Please, please, please come back for more. What's that? I need a nap. I think I need a nap. <laughs> I need a nap. I slept a few hours last night. Oscar the Grouch over here <laughs> looking for his Vegas trip. 
coming up shortly, we hope. Uh, we are a show about football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. Please head to our website at thirstygold.buzzsprout.com. From there, you can subscribe and listen to all of our past episodes. And believe me, they are all worth listening to. You can check out our show notes and get links to all the stories that we cover and all of the booze and the beers that we review every single week. Thanks to Friday's long and involved shopping trips to Total Wine and other liquor establishments. You can get links to all the podcatchers in the universe, Spotify, CastBox, CastBox, and all the other podcatchers as well as Apple Podcasts. You can leave us a review. Please leave us a review. How many stars, Friday? Five stars, man. Bash it. Crush that five-star review. You can email us at podcastthirstingoal at gmail.com and follow us on my very mediocre Twitter account at GoalThirst and on Frane's amazing soon-to-be NFT-worthy <laughs> Instagram account at Thirstand. You can't get better photography. He's got the new, the beautiful new iPhone. Is it the 12? 12 Pro. The 12 Pro. So the pictures will literally come to life. They will be able to accompany you and sit next to you on the couch while you listen to the show. Just put your phone there and stare at the picture. It will give you everything you need as company for this podcast. And check out all those photography. Friday, anything else to add before you finish up the night? Uh, nothing else to add, Ben, except uh, thank you, everybody out there, for listening. Thank you all, and we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.